0: I had something that I was thinking about the other day. Um, And I don't know why this particular thought popped up. But immediately after I had this thought, I was listening to one of my podcasts and the co-hosts or hosts what I don't fucking know. Anyway, they started literally talking about the same exact thing. So are you guys boxers or briefs?
1: I always really hope that it's going to be a much better topic than what it is. Such a
2: normal.
1: Uh, What do you mean? Well, that's the problem. It's fucking normal. I was waiting for something great, especially because he said he listens to podcasts about the shit. But here we are.
0: Oh no no no! This was this was (laughs) an offshoot of their conversation.
1: They were talking about video games. Oh thank Christ! (laughs) It's not only us. Um, Briefs. Really. Yeah, I like to feel secure. I don't like looking like a 12-year-old.
2: I'm a boxer briefs kind of
1: guy.
2: See, what I'm is, a boxers kind of guy. Oh. I, I like my shit to be snug. Yeah, I'm like, I, a secure. I, like, I don't like, because especially at work, <coughs> normally I wear really tight jeans, so it's not really a
1: problem. Okay, yeah, I should have said boxer briefs as well, yeah. I'm not like a whitey tighty yeah. kind of guy.
2: But, like, when I'm at work, the pants that, uh, like, my uniform, like, they're just so big on me that, like, if I wear boxers, I'm just going to feel my nuts, like, swinging back. So. You don't like that? No. I'll, I don't know.
1: No. Because it's going to slap stop. against my leg and put me against the fucking chair for an hour.
2: And I actually, I actually have recently been buying uh, these specific type of boxer briefs that, like, they they hold in the sweat better so your nuts don't sweat as bad. So I don't get so raw. Oh well, yeah, that's they're nice. fucking cool.
0: They got that moisture wicking fabric.
2: Yeah, they keep my asshole cool, and that's all I need. Because <laughs> I, dude, I'm I'm not joking. When I wear boxers, especially at work, I chafe every fucking day, every day.
0: <sighs>
2: and I can't handle that shit, bro. It makes me want to like the feeling of chafing between my butt cheeks and my gooch. It makes me want to peel my fucking skin off.
1: Why? I can't
2: handle it. That's why I wear boxer briefs.
1: Oh, Lord.
2: <laughs> you asked and I let you know why.
0: Fair enough. You, you know what? Fair enough. Um,
1: <laughs> no one likes a warm asshole.
0: Oh, uh, well, depends on what you're doing
2: with that. asshole.
1: <laughs> don't want to warm with what I'm doing with it.
2: Well, I mean, what are you doing with it that you want it cold? Because if it's cold, it's wet. If you guys want to follow
1: me on my OnlyFans, check me out at www.onlyfans. And I'm just kidding.
0: Oh, no, you got to give us the real name. We got Bigger Papa Fucks. You remember
1: the other day when Big Papa Fucks was like, hey, what's your username? And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, if I had an OnlyFans, it's going to be OM Dizzy. (laughs)
0: Not OM Dizzy Fucks
1: or? No. Oh
0: I'm dizzy from riding this
1: cock There you go It's
0: gonna be O.M. Dixie am I right Crap I like that hmm.
2: <laughs> um, Fuck I was gonna I say hate something this. I, I hate this what it fucking was. place <laughs> I hate it here <laughs> I don't wanna be here anymore <laughs> Um, Fuck But yeah why? why warm That doesn't make sense to me I'm still on that <laughs> You mean cold right no, he was saying... He, were you saying you want it warm or you want it cold?
1: Uh, preferably, I would like a cool, smooth asshole. Okay. I mean, why? But... I don't know. The heat just I, makes me feel not good. Hang on. Like, well, so what do you do when you're, like, fucking a vagina? Usually it's nowhere near my asshole, so that's good. <laughs> If it was, I was really we're all question talking the shape about of fucking your penis.
2: assholes, right? Like, <laughs> or are you talking about your asshole specifically?
1: Yeah, like I feel more aerodynamic when, I'm, when mine is cool. I don't okay, know. So I like, oh, okay, so you mean yours
2: specifically? I, mean, I thought yeah, you meant yeah, somebody
1: else. Because the conversation was boxer brief, so you okay. know, talking yeah. about mine own asshole, not someone else's. Okay. Mine own asshole. <laughs> that makes sense. I
2: also like my own to be cold. Yeah. Well, cold yeah, and
1: yeah. smooth preferably
2: smooth I don't, I don't know about smooth
1: nah, see to keep the coolness you just put a little astroglide around it and it stays perfectly fine nope N- nope <laughs> sponsor me nope 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 uh, no way in hell I'm
2: going near my asshole with a razor it's not happening
1: I said astroglide that's lube
2: oh I thought that was a razor for some
1: reason no just dab a little lube on there and keep yourself smooth Mm, okay. Yeah, and then it acts like a self cooling system. I don't. I don't know where this conversation is going. <sighs> I don't either, but I regret every second of it because I just keep saying things and I don't know why. So
0: that's like the name of this podcast. Yeah, just saying things and not knowing why.
2: You guys shave your assholes?
1: Uh, not okay. since the incident. oh yeah yeah ready (laughs) I'm ready to be done I want to go home now
2: what have we devolved into uh pure schlock Mm. you know I've been listening to the earlier episodes of this podcast and the first couple episodes we stayed on topic a lot better
1: than we do now
0: I like it better this way
1: (laughs) Yeah, we haven't even gotten to the topic yet. We already have an episode. Yep. That's true. All about assholes. All about assholes. And it's how you like even this
0: one? All uh, about assholes. All about assholes. <laughs> everyone welcome 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 uh welcome to honey pixels this is a video game podcast it's also the world's number one asshole podcast uh so we talk about video games and assholes and that's about it uh nothing man i really thought that maybe i'd get one of you two with no you're off script i don't like it uh, <laughs> I, I am off script. Uh, listen, we've got a great topic of the show for you today. Did we? Did I say that? I did say that twice. Uh, good catch on the outline there, whoever did that. Yeah, good job, Austin. Yep. Thanks,
2: man. <laughs> I, try, I, I try hard for you guys. <laughs>
0: Uh, we're going to be talking about a somewhat ignored topic of gaming that should be discussed more often. Um, also, I have some movies to talk about, namely one of the most oh. talked about horror films of 2020 in Possessor. Austin surely yes. has some anime to talk about, um, you know, as always. And Dylan, well, Dylan continues to play straight man to Austin in my insanity. All of that and more. I am, of course, your host, the one, the only bebop man, Josh McMullen. And joining me as always is none other than my two ravishing co hosts, Austin Speedrunning Stevens and Dylan No Hit Wonder Martin. How are you guys doing?
1: I know that was supposed to be a compliment, but I, honest to God, feel like that was an insult at the same time. It's actually kind of clever.
0: The No Hit Wonder?
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty fucking well clever, and that was great because it's like, oh, cool. He does no hits, but also, yeah, he's not got a fun, good, fucking single hit to his name. So, yeah, pretty was, good, man.
0: Except for you're almost at a hundred followers already, and you've only been streaming like two months. So,
1: I know. I only, but I, but I don't have a singing, uh, whatever hit. I don't have that. Make
0: one. Uh, Make one. I trust.
1: No, you can sing here. I'll
2: allow it.
0: We are giving you the floor. Sing us a song, Mr. Piano Man. Why am I... Pe- that, because those are the lyrics to the song. Oh, I thought that was... <laughs> what song? I hate you so much, you son of a, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking piece of shit.
2: <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, Lord.
0: <sighs> well... <laughs> That was fun. Uh, that was our show. Good night, everybody. Thank so. God I'm tired. Oh, God. All right. Oh, let's shit. start talking about things. Uh, all right. So I watched a little movie called. Oh, here Freaky. we go. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> I watched a little movie called Freaky. Um, It is. Can I ask why you don't put what you intend to talk about first? Do you know how much that bothers me?
0: I like jumping around.
1: I know. It's I- fun fucking hate it
0: (laughs) well i will make sure you know what i hate is when austin will put commas and then not put the the space afterwards so it just says like conqueror shambhala uh uh, uh, fucking uh, comma personify the animation comma WandaVision, but like no spaces in between. And he's <laughs> such
1: a shit about it. He's doing it again, the motherfucker. For those of you unaware, we do have a Google Docs that we read off of every podcast and we harass each other on it while doing it.
2: It's true. This We're is a see if we happens. can trip each other up from time to time.
1: <laughs> it happens.
0: You've you've done it to me for sure. Uh um, I mean, Dylan's the one that does it the most. It is true. Dylan will fuck all there kinds of
1: shit up. No proof.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There's literally no digital footprint unless your marker is still there. Uh, what did I do? So, oh, <laughs> anyway, I watched freaky. Uh, in case you guys were not aware of what this is, it's basically a slasher movie with the premise of freaky Friday. So basically a, uh, excuse me. Uh, there's this serial killer. He's going around called, uh, the bliss filled butcher. And he is played by Vince Vaughn. And he, in the opening sequence, finds this, uh, this like, dagger that when he goes to try to kill the uh, main girl of the movie. Uh, I'm trying to f- remember what her name is. Uh, you know what? Doesn't even fucking matter. Uh, anyway, he goes to try to kill her, and they end up switching bodies because he uh, is unable to finish the kill. So, um, yeah, this movie is lots of fucking fun. Uh, it is filled with like a bunch of like really good laughs. And also like, there's some like legitimately cool, like horror stuff going on in the opening sequence. There's this scene where, uh, Vince Vaughn, who's killing these kids before he takes the dagger, he shoves, (laughs) He shoves an entire bottle of wine into this kid's throat and then smashes his head on the floor so that then it like you know kills him. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I thought that was kind of fucking cool. Uh, there's a, a sequence where one of the one of the high schoolers, not like a main character, but uh, mm-hmm. kind of like a side character, she gets frozen like in. Uh, not carbonite. That doesn't make any fucking sense, but she gets frozen like cryogenically frozen. There we go. That's the word. And, uh, I don't remember if, I don't remember if she stays in, in the, in the cryogenic freezing or if she falls and shatters. But I, I tend to think it's the second of the two. All I remember distinctly was that she got cryogenically frozen and I thought that was really fucking funny. Um, and a nice little nod to like Jason X. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's done from the guys. Uh, I think they're a writer director duo. Um, who, they did the happy death day movies, um, which were basically a slasher movie that kind of took the conceit of groundhog day where you, they live the same day over and over again. Um, so, I guess that's kind of like their shtick is they take like comedy uh, premises uh, and then apply them to horror movies and Mm. it works really well. I really enjoy both the Happy Death Day movies, especially the second one because it just gets fucking insane. Uh, And I like this about as much as I like the second Happy Death Day. Uh, Vince Vaughn is fucking killer in this. He's so funny. Uh, He's got a bunch of like just the, since he's playing like a, a teenage girl or whatever, he's got these moments that like really make me uh feel weird, but like also like it's funny because it's like he's playing cutesy. And then the, the main girl, because she's playing kind of like the killer of most of the movie, like she has this really nice, like, coldness to her performance that I really, really liked. And yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I, I thought it was really fun. It's not the greatest movie ever made, but it is well worth your time. I mean, I would, I would at the very least, I'd give this a rent. Like I, I think that this yeah. is a, a very solid movie and
2: tons of really great stuff in it. Oh yeah. It sounds super fucking interesting.
1: Honestly. Um, I'm glad Vince Vaughn is still re- uh, relevant.
2: I <clears throat> do,
0: you know, I am too. Like he did a oh, oh, kind of. I hope you're not being jokey. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, he has in recent years kind of like fallen away. Like he he hasn't done a whole lot, but like he um he did uh what was the name of that movie uh Brawl in Cell Block 99, which is really fucking intense and and a movie that I was like I I did not expect that from him uh and I think he actually did that director's next movie too um but he's kind of like gone away like he hasn't been in a whole lot and he's great in this I I think I wish he would get casted more or would choose more roles I guess I should say yeah but anyway yeah Good movie. Oh, yeah. Go check it out.
2: I'll probably check it out. It sounds pretty funny. It sounds entertaining. It is very. At the very
0: um, well, since I already spelled it out for you, Austin, what is Conqueror of Shambhala?
2: So, uh, I <clears throat> I watched this movie originally in middle school, and I got the urge to go back and rewatch watch it uh, yesterday. And it's not as good as I remembered. I actually think it's Relatively fucking bad. Um, Conqueror of Shambhala is a direct sequel to 2003's uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, Mm -hmm. It takes place immediately where Full Metal Alchemist leads off. Uh, Basically, at the end of 2003's series, um, Ed pretty much sacrifices himself to bring Al back to life and give Al his body back, and the show kind of ends with Al wondering what happened to Ed because when Al came back, he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't remember anything in between them trying to bring their mom back to him coming back. Like, it's just, he said he he says that he feels like he went to sleep and just woke up four years later and has no recollection of anything that's happened in the last four years. Um, so come to find out, at the beginning of Conqueror of Shambhala, um, you learn that Ed was actually transported to a parallel world, which the only difference between that world and the world he's from is... Normal science kind of took ahead instead of alchemy. Alchemy became like a folktale while, you know, normal science and physics were explored, much like how our world actually is. Um, And I had honestly totally forgot the entire premise of this movie. I just knew it was a thing and knew it's on Crunchyroll. And for some fucking reason, it is the only thing on Crunchyroll that is subbed and dubbed, which I think is really odd. Um, everything else on Crunchyroll was subbed, but that's the only thing that has a dub to it. Um, and I I was like, I know it takes place in Germany and I feel like something important is like happening alongside of it, but I couldn't remember what it was. And then they showed us anime Hitler and I was like, Oh shit, this is a Nazi Germany thing. (laughs) Oh fuck. I forgot about that. Um, basically the movie starts out with, um, Ed meeting a woman who everyone refers to in a really derogatory term for Eastern Europeans that I don't feel comfortable saying. And I'm not sure how they Funimation, got away with just saying that. Over and fucking over literally every other sentence in like the first 30 minutes of the movie. But it also doesn't matter because that girl has no like she has nothing to do with the plot at all. The movie sets it up that she so uh, for some reason she has the ability to see into people's futures when she touches them. But that's never explained by the end of the fucking film. At least that I fucking remember. So I'm like, what what was the point? But basically, Ed's trying to figure out why he's here. He's meeting a whole bunch of people who are exactly like the people he knew back back in, in his original world. Um, he actually is walking down the street one day and he sees a car drive by and he looks in the car and it's Fuhrer King Bradley. It's in this world's version of Bradley. So he chases Bradley down because he's like, oh, shit, like Bradley was a fucking homunculus. So there has to be homunculus in this world, too. Maybe I can figure out how to get home. Come to find out, this world's version of Bradley is just a Jewish movie director with dreams of moving to America to make films. But the actual reason why he wanted to leave Germany is because he was friends with Nazis before they realized he was Jewish and knew what the fuck was about to happen. Um, And the whole movie pretty much sets up with a secret society basically being behind the Nazis and knowing about alchemy and trying to find a way to... Bring the two worlds together so they can conquer uh, the the original universe that Ed and Al are from. And I could not for the fucking life of me take this movie seriously at all. Anything they fucking said, just I could not roll with and I could not take this movie seriously, probably because they made a point to at least three times in the film show you anime Hitler. And I just don't I still (laughs) don't know how I felt about that, man. Like, that was just a weird fucking choice for a movie. Like, they could have done anything. Like, they could have genuinely done any time period, but they they did Nazis. Like, why? Why was that your first fucking go-to? But I, if you like the original, it's worth, a, it's worth watching at least one time, but definitely don't expect the movie to be very fucking good because it's really not. Mm. Fair enough. I will probably not watch it. <laughs> you I it's a waste of two and a half hours so
0: Uh, fair enough Dylan which way do you want me to go uh the first one I'll go the first one if you want me to
1: yeah that's fine um (laughs) Austin you took it off but I've been watching Attack on Titan recently just because Sabrina wanted to watch it I figure that's the least I could do after all this um You know, I'm streaming all the time, so we don't have a lot of time. But when we do, it's been that recently. And uh, just finished this first season last night. Started second season this afternoon, just when we were eating dinner. Hell yeah! And it's she loves it. I've already seen the first season, so I was caught up to that point. But uh, really interested to see where it goes. It's been a lot of fun, but. I don't know. I've not heard much about it after the first season, quite honestly. Like, I don't follow anything. You guys know that. Like, I have no idea. Yeah. Anything about it. So I'm excited to see how it goes. She's loving it. Um, The
2: second season is by far my favorite season of the entire show. And it's the shortest season. It's only 12 episodes.
1: I'm um, pretty excited. I mean, because the first episode had me curious right off the bat. So it seems pretty cool. Yeah, they're...
2: I think the reason why I love the second season so much is there's a lot of questions from the first season that are actually answered. Um, don't expect the show to do that too much more moving forward after season two. But um, season two was fucking awesome, dude. We got to see more of Levi and we got to see more of Ervin and, and actually them in combat. And Levi is by far the my favorite character in the fucking show. He is just... has whole ass fucking unit on his own so I, I'm excited for you to watch season 2 I think if you enjoyed season 1 that you'll you'll love season 2 even more honestly
1: yeah we'll probably finish it pretty quickly within the next couple of days because like I said I mean we're going through it pretty quickly but season 1 started off pretty great There,
2: there's a plot twist in season 2 and I, I want you to text me the moment you see it <laughs>
1: I know uh, there's a... Spo- I've already had spoilers in some regard. Like, I oh, don't know really. if I have... I don't know when it happens, but I know something's coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, season two was fucking crazy. I did not
2: expect any of the shit that happens, especially in the last six episodes to happen. But it's, it's a fucking ride.
0: Cool, cool. <clears throat> All right. Well... <sighs> Guys... I watched yep. yet another movie, also a horror movie, called Possessor. Uh, I'm going in order this time for you, Dylan. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: Hold uh, on. Well, before you dive too deep into this, can okay. I ask you an honest question? Yes. In the same sense that all I do is watch anime, is that genuinely all you watch is movies? Uh, like, w- when you say movies, like what just do you mean? Movies in general. Like, is that all that you watch? Uh, no, I,
0: I mean, honestly,
2: and and I'm not trying to like shit on you or anything. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just genuinely curious.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, so. uh, No, because Kayla likes watching TV shows and she'll have TV shows that we'll watch together and stuff
2: like that. Yeah. But like if it were left up to me, yes. Like all I would watch is fucking movies. He said, if I was single, that's all I would do. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be an asshole at all.
0: Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, that's just, that's what I do.
2: <laughs> that's just, that's fair. Hey man, if that's your thing, that's your thing.
0: Yeah. And honestly, uh, Kayla puts up with my bullshit a lot. Like I, she probably has watched more horror movies since we've been together than she had her entire life beforehand. I, I, I think I've watched more
2: horror, horror movies since i have known you than I ever have in my entire life. So
0: yeah, I, I tend to have that effect on people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, my horror consumption has actually decreased since I've met you. So it's, it's kind of weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah
2: but it's cool because you you uh, you introduced me to what is probably my favorite halloween movie so i respect it yeah it's a good one it is a good one i fucking love that
1: movie love frozen yeah frozen uh
0: frozen the disney movie or frozen the horror movie from madam green
1: madam green sounds like a like a stripper's name or an escort rather I, so. I think I
0: said Adam, not Madam.
1: Oh no, I definitely heard Madam, but I'm <laughs> I also gonna
0: heard Madam. I'm not gonna
2: lie. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, uh, that Madam. does sound like an escort name. Maybe it'll be mine.
0: Ooh, got that OnlyFans Baker Papa Fox. He's uh, coming. I promise. All right. Anyway, <laughs> I watched Possessor. <laughs> uh, Possessor is the debut film from Brandon Cronenberg, who is David Cronenberg's son. Uh, if you know anything about David Cronenberg, you know, that he is famous for stuff like the fly or repulsion or, uh, what the fuck is the name of that movie? The brood, um, bunch of like really, uh, I don't want to say heady, but like really, uh, I mean, heady, <laughs> uh, sci-fi horror shit with like tons of fucking gore all over the fucking place. Um, anyway, so this is his debut. Um, and it is very interesting. Uh, I need to watch it a second time to make sure that like I fully get what, uh, the director is trying to say. Cause he's a, he was the writer director, um, because I think that, I think that the movie is about sociopathy, uh, or uh, would, is that the correct way to say it? Or would it be sociopathy?
1: Sociopathy.
0: Okay. Yeah. So it's, a it's, it's about sociopaths. Um, uh, but so basically this is in a sort of high, high concept, uh, sci-fi world, uh, that's probably close to like modern day, I would say. Um, but basically, there's this secret corporation that uses like brain implants to allow their agents to inhabit other people's bodies and kind of puppeteer them to commit assassinations uh, at the company's direction. Right. Um, and then when they're done, they signal, you know, you need to remove my consciousness, consciousness from the host body uh and And so I can get out or whatever, so the lead character is played by andrea riceborough uh she's been in a couple of things, but the one I remember her most from was the Nick Cage movie mandy um came out i think like two years ago, maybe three uh that movie's a fucking trip you you if you want to be like, What the fuck am I watching? you should watch that movie um anyway, so she is very affected at her job, and uh, the when the movie opens, it, it kind of looks like she's having like a um a hard time actually getting out, like pull, pulling the trigger to get out of the consciousness, and so. Hey, just a little edit from me. Uh, apparently, at some point, the audio that I'm talking about possessor on. Uh, became corrupted so sorry about that and this jarring edit that's about to happen uh didn't mean to i don't know what the hell happened but uh anyway uh austin is about to talk to you about persona five four or five the animation uh so yeah sorry about that guys
2: yeah so i um uh persona five strikers came out today i would have loved to have talked about it on the podcast but it came out today i got it in the mail while i was at work with and i'm super excited to get off this fucking podcast so i can actually play the goddamn thing but um i was really nervous like or not nervous i was more or less just frustrated because i haven't finished persona five royal yet and from what i've read from reviews uh Persona 5 Strikers should have basically just been called Persona 5 2 because that's pretty much what it is. It's a direct sequel to Persona 5. However, it is not a direct sequel to Persona 5 Royal. For some reason, Persona 5 Royal is not canon in that timeline, which doesn't make fucking sense because Persona 4 Golden is is canon over base Persona 4. Hmm. But then they made Persona 5 Royal the non-canon version, but whatever. So I was like, well... Persona 5 Royal from what I know is towards the late game is actually drastically different than Persona 5. So, I'm just going to watch Persona 5 the animation because it's literally just an anime of Persona 5. So, I've been doing that and it's uh it's actually really fucking good. Um it's animated really fucking beautifully. Um the dub cast that um, that voices the the English english roles uh they do a phenomenal fucking job honestly like i i was genuinely surprised playing even persona 5 royal for the first time and hearing the dub cast and being like oh shit this isn't completely cringy like this is actually really fucking good um and then i saw that Funimation was behind the the dub roles and i was like okay that makes sense that's why it's actually pretty good um so yeah, I've been. I'm like halfway through uh, Persona Five the animation. Maybe not halfway. I'm actually right where um, uh, I'm right where uh, Fox gets his persona. That's where okay. I'm at. So, and I don't know why I said halfway because I don't even think that's kind of halfway. <laughs> but uh, there's only like 24, 26 episodes, and I'm on episode like eight or nine. Um, but however, Josh, I thought you I thought you would think this is cool if you haven't seen it. There is actually a Persona Four animation as well.
0: yeah, i <clears throat> I had started that at one point while I was playing Persona Four Golden, and then I stopped because I was like, I don't want to spoil anything for myself. Yeah. So I just I've never gone back to it.
2: yep they're they are both on uh, Funimations uh, streaming service uh, subbed and dubbed.
0: Well, I think they're both on Hulu as well.
2: Uh, Hulu only has them subbed.
0: Oh, uh, okay, okay.
2: Yeah, Funimation kept the kept the dub to themselves like a bunch of greedy little bastards. Greedy bastards. However, Funimation is honestly the cheapest fucking streaming service. It's literally like I think it's three ninety nine a month for just the base version that has mm-hmm. no ads, and three ninety nine a month for a fucking streaming service, especially an anime streaming service, is not fucking bad at, at all. My voice started going out when I said at all for some reason. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, it's really cool. Um, it, it's I, honestly, I think even if you've played Persona 5, it's definitely worth a lot because it, it is um, it, it, it's able to expand on stuff that the game wasn't able to. But then it was also able to kind of shorten what the game made too long, if that made sense.
0: OK, very, very in- Interesting. I'm. I want to play Royal first, and then, yeah. and once I do, um, I'll go and watch it. But uh, yeah, I might, I might have to check that out. Oh yeah, faux show. No. Oh okay, thank you. Um, yeah. tell me about your last thing, Mister No. I like, said
1: no for your faux show. I'm okay with persona, but.
0: Are
1: you I mean yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I just I've already had my weep talk with you guys today, so I can't really go further than that. <laughs> uh I'm pretty capped out actually. But um Spire 2 is finished. I got the run final I think I uh I don't remember how close no, it was what happened was we recorded the last podcast and then you I think like I the next day. Yeah, I think I said in the podcast I'd probably get it the next day or something, and I did. Oh. Wait, was that Spyro one? I don't know. It's been a it's no. been a hot minute. It was Spyro two. Okay, yeah. Well, I got it. I remember um, you even saying that
2: you did Spyro two? So
1: I did say that I would keep track of the hours played, and I had ninety six hours played when we last recorded. Now I have one hundred and forty one hours played. Holy shit! Yeah. So we're up there. Um. Maspire 2 is a huge accomplishment. It came out of fucking nowhere because I think the day prior, I had just dropped my personal best to about five hits. So no, it wasn't the day prior. That was a fucking lie. It's when I, I got my personal best the day beforehand, but um, it just came out of nowhere because I thought I still had a lot of work to do, but I made it there consistently and it, it just, it came down to the RNG at the end and wh- the day beforehand I got, I got fucked over badly. Um, those five hits came on the last boss fight. So that was crushing. Um, but then we turned it around and then we got it and that's world's first number two. And we've moved on since then. Twitch is, Twitch is booming right now for me. So I'm, I'm loving it kind of riding the wave right now and, and, I'll talk about Spyro 3 in a little bit, but today is probably the best day I've had on it, so I'm excited.
2: That's awesome, dude. That's super cool. I love watching your streams, honestly. I don't watch them for very long because you and your chat start saying a bunch of words that I don't understand, so I'm like, okay, I'm about. (laughs) But maybe I'm just not engrossed enough in Twitch culture yet. Um, But you're doing great, dude. You're doing fucking fantastic over there, honestly.
1: I appreciate it, man.
2: work. I'm trying to figure out what your fucking secret is. I have uh, figured it out.
1: I don't have a secret. I just I chose something that no one had done before, and I'm good at it. That's that was really what it is. That's awesome. And I have apparently I'm entertaining from what they say, but you know, most of the time I feel dead inside, so it's just an act.
0: Uh, don't we all mostly feel dead inside?
1: Yeah, pretty close.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely pretty close.
1: <laughs> Are you coming? <laughs> oh oh God!
2: What
0: the fuck does that mean?
1: He I kept can't saying it. One he one said one one. it twice. He's like, "I'm close. I'm definitely pretty close." <laughs> <laughs> Boy,
2: oh, I do say that when I'm about to come.
1: Are okay. you, really, you
2: actually do. You, oh, right, I'm not. I'm what, nope. He said, "Not entertaining this any further." Oh, but you can talk talk about about it all fucking day. But God forbid I make a cum joke.
0: Well, listen, this is uh, the world's best video game and asshole podcast. So
2: now it's the world's best video game, asshole and cum podcast. Go on.
0: I hate everything about you. Everything. about.
2: So does everyone in my life get in line. (laughs) Don't say that. I'm sure it's not true. No,
1: I don't hate everything about you. No, it's true. You
2: don't have to come for me <laughs> or give me solace. It's true. I've accepted it a long time ago. Uh,
0: yeah, I was
1: being sincere.
0: Okay, go on, Josh. Okay, I was I was going to ask. Are you Are you guys done? Okay. Yeah, we're done. Go. Okay. Good. 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 All right. So I watched uh, <laughs> the done. last movie I watched. Uh, I actually watched with Kayla on Valentine's Day because. Oh, good for
1: you! Well, you 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 got to watch a movie on Valentine's Day as your treat. I love it. <laughs> you're such a fucking <laughs> Happy uh, Valentine's day
2: babe we're gonna do what i want <laughs> <laughs> so that is so not what happened but uh
0: i i don't remember what happened we uh i think we we went out looking for houses that day and then yeah we, we got back so late that we weren't able to do anything and mm-hmm. she
1: was like well let's put on a movie oh okay then you did. Why, why are you laughing? <laughs> because it's like, oh, a movie, really? I was hoping we could spend time together, but okay, no problem.
2: <laughs> like, like in the back of her brain, she was hoping that you would say no, and you, yeah, would like, it was like, a oh, fucking cool. test.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, well, I failed that one. I <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> oh shit. Oh uh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, we watched. It, it was a good one for Valentine's Day. Fuck you guys. Uh anyway <laughs> What was, <laughs> it was it called? called uh, it's called Lars and the Real Girl.
1: Well, I've never heard of it, so it can't be that good.
0: Oh, okay. Um well, you know, go fuck yourself or whatever. <laughs> um anyway, so this is a movie that came out in 2007 and I remember watching it around that time. Yeah. Uh with Ryan Gosling in the, in the uh, Listen, listen. Dylan said just just listen. He's a good-looking dude.
1: No, he's fucking hideous.
2: Nah, he's a good-looking dude. That was the most diva thing that Dylan's ever done on
0: this. Yeah.
1: Podcast. <laughs> really? That was it? I think so. I, I think but... I've gone deeper.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Maybe. That's what she said. Who uh, who who opposited him?
0: <laughs> uh, who op- opposited him? Yes. Uh well, so there's not really a uh, uh I guess the closest thing you could find to a opposite of him would be Kelly Garner. Um, Oh, okay. Good. Good. (laughs) Love that. Uh, anyway, so it's about this guy named Lars, obviously. Uh, and it takes place in Wisconsin. Um, basically at the beginning of the movie, uh, he lives in, (laughs) A garage <laughs> uh outside of his uh dead parents' house and his um his brother and his uh brother's uh I, I don't remember if it's wife or fiance, but uh either way, they live in the actual house. Um and basically uh you find out over the course of the of the movie that Lars has um I I don't think he is ever properly diagnosed with any sort of like mental disorder or anything like that. But basically his mother died when he was born. And then his father raised both the boys, um, Lars and Gus. And then as soon as, uh, Gus was able to like leave town or whatever he did. And, um, uh hang on. S- wait an hour. Okay. Sorry, I got a notification about a, a restart on my computer. Okay. Anyway, uh, so basically he left and left Lars to kinda handle the bag. And then at uh near near the beginning of the movie, not like actually in the movie, but like before it starts proper. Uh his dad died and then Gus came back to figure out the inheritance and, and whatever. So, uh, in the beginning, Lars lives out in in the garage and whatever. And like the, uh, the wife character, um, is constantly trying to like get him to come in and have dinner with them and stuff like that. And he's just adamantly against it. Like just can't fucking even fathom doing something like that. And so, other than other than like his real antisocial nature, he lives like a mm, semi normal life. Like he goes to work. Uh, he talks to his coworkers, you know, <clears throat> and then he, he comes home or whatever. Well, anyway, so during one of these uh, scenes where he's at work, his co-worker who sits in the desk next to him uh, is apparently constantly showing him porn and. Uh, he's actually one day he was like, oh, I don't want to look at that or whatever. And the co uh, coworker is like, oh, no, it's, it's not porn. Look, it's a sex doll. Basically, they're completely anatomically correct. <clears throat> you can order them to exact specifications, blah, blah, blah. And then the movie kind of fast forwards a couple of weeks. And Lars has ordered set one of these sex dolls and the movie kind of goes from there where he starts introducing his sex doll to like the town as his girlfriend named <laughs> named Bianca uh she is a wheelchair b- uh bound missionary from Brazil oh, uh, <laughs> oh my god and she's of uh brazilian and danish descent um and so I mean that that's basically how it goes and eventually over the over the course of the movie you find out that like uh he he definitely has some issues that stem from his upbringing and um you know it's the thing about this movie is it never veers too far in in one direction that would make it uh unpalatable for anyone to watch. Like it could be one of those movies that's just way too cute and like you don't want to watch it cause it's too schmaltzy or it could go way too the other way where it's like a crass, like, like I don't want to say stoner comedy cause that's not right. But like, like, uh, like an American pie or, or something like that. It could just go over the top and be really gross and, and bad. And it doesn't do that ever. Uh, it, it, finds a really nice line in, I don't want to say the middle, but like where all the jokes are kind of like they're there, but like they come at the service of like the human story that's being told at the, at the really like emotional core. And I don't know, man, it's just, it's a really sweet movie. Uh, I, I think it's pretty well shot and it's, uh, it's acted really well. Um, I think that <sighs> this isn't his best performance, but it, it's one of his most memorable, I think of Ryan Gosling. And also it's really nice to see him in this movie where he's kind of schlubby. Like he looks uh, a little like plumper. Like if that's a, like, he's not like a sex symbol. Like he is and shit like uh crazy, stupid love or uh, I don't know. What's another fucking rom com that he's been in? Or, oh, just uh, one? I, oh, okay. <laughs> he's a good actor. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, The Notebook.
1: There we go. He, he was in The Notebook. Oh, wow. You mean his most like independent film, right? The one that no one knows about?
0: I just want to punch you in your damn face sometimes.
1: <laughs> he sucks.
2: He's good. Great- I've never seen The Notebook Good.
1: Uh, don't worry about it. It's n- you should check out the sequel that he's in called blade runner. Almost follows the notebook hand to hand, like perfectly.
0: Anyway. Uh, yeah, kind of he's, person. he's fantastic in this movie. Um, the supporting cast is really great. Uh, Paul Schneider's in this. He's, he actually plays Gus. Um, if you don't know who Paul Schneider is, he is, uh, Mark Brandanowitz in the first two seasons of, um, what the fuck's the name of that show? Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yep. Uh, he. I don't know what the hell happened to him, but he just kind of fell off the face of the earth after that show. Uh, I I haven't seen him in almost anything since, but he's great. Uh, Emily Mortimer plays his wife. She's wonderful. Uh, is that yeah, his opposite? Is that uh? Sure, we'll go with that. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, a really cute movie, uh, ends really, it, it's good. Just
1: go see it. Oh, it's in theaters. You said, go see it. I'm just trying to make sure before I get my, you know.
0: Yeah. I also definitely said it was a 2007 movie,
1: but. Oh, okay. So it's just weird. Cause you said, go see it. Okay. Okay. I get it now.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to
1: talk about WandaVision.
0: I'm going to do bad things. Austin is going to talk. Well, yeah, I'll probably join in the conversation because I'm almost entirely caught up.
2: I just haven't seen the new, you haven't seen them. All right. I'm about to spoil the show. You are
0: fucking not.
2: I will fuck you up. Hey man, I will, I
0: will, I will end this goddamn podcast
2: immediately. Hey man, it's been out for like four days at this point. If you haven't seen it yet, that's on Good you. Fucking days. Get the fuck out of here. That's on you. <laughs> um, no, WandaVision's super fucking cool. I'm trying to remember what happened in the last episode so that I don't actually spoil it. Um, I I genuinely feel like Marvel, Marvel is absolutely refusing to drop the ball with this fucking show. Agreed. Like, every episode is getting progressively better and fucking better. And... I might have seen a leaked scene from the last episode on Reddit. I don't know how accurate that is, but considering it's in a shit ton of thumbnails on YouTube and looks very Marvel, Marvel Studios production-y, I'm really upset that I saw it. Oh, uh. I'm pretty sure it's... The because like you know that they've been they've been teasing like a like a special like a very 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 special cameo that like nobody guessed was coming by the end of the series.
0: Um, uh, I didn't know anything about that.
2: Oh, okay. I well mean, I it, heard about it. Yeah, it's literally been in every interview that Kevin Feige's talked about. The oh, last I
0: I am staying away from that shit. I try That's my fair. artists. That's to super not, fair. I, I really try to not like hype shit up because then I can't be disappointed. <laughs>
2: Yeah, like a, that's fair. I thought that you were just trying to like steer clear of like any spoilers that they might accidentally give, and I was gonna be like, Well, as long as you're not watching a Tom Holland interview, you're fine. Or a Mark <laughs> Ruffalo.
0: Why would you Oh, never mind, never mind.
2: That oh, makes sense. No, I, no. I I I'm, got no. I got
0: what you're saying now because of the the fact because that they, they spoil both, everything. They both have spoiled multiple yeah. movies. Yeah, I got it.
2: I, I got uh, it now. <laughs> Dude, Mark Ruffalo is a fucking idiot. Can we talk about that for a second? That dude is a Uh, fucking moron. Yeah, but. (laughs) I saw the thing. I saw a thing on Reddit where um, uh, I guess somebody had like screen recorded it when he did it. Uh, He went live on Instagram uh, at the fucking premiere of Thor Ragnarok and put like the first 20 minutes of the movie on the fucking Internet and had no idea that he was fucking doing it until a Disney rep came up behind him and was like, hey, put your fucking phone away. Which, how do you not know you're doing that? That, I don't understand.
0: Yeah, well, like like you said, he's a moron, so.
2: He's a fucking idiot. Tom Holland's not too far behind him, even though I would climb Tom Holland like a fucking tree. Jesus, he's like... It's a very, a very short tree. Never mind. He's my age. He's literally <laughs> my age. We are the same age. And I,
0: I i always forget that you're like fucking like 80 years younger than me and Dylan. I'm 23. Yeah.
2: And I'm 92. That is true. Old man. <laughs> um, shit. So is Dylan. He's not that far behind you. Dylan, you're like, what, 29?
1: Uh,
2: we don't need to talk about that. You're 29. There's no proof. He's
0: actually 872. He's Methuselah, honestly. (laughs) But, uh,
1: metal
2: band. It might be. Uh, Probably. Probably is, yeah. There's a metal band, there's a black metal band called Bucket of Afterbirth, so there's anything at this point.
0: God
1: damn it. (laughs) Oh, it was uh, Methuselah, right?
0: Yeah, Methuselah. The oldest person in the Bible.
1: I thought you said (sighs) Methuselah.
0: You know I have a lisp, Dylan
1: yeah
2: do you
0: no i don't god damn Uh-oh. it <laughs> fuck you guys just tell me about wandavision god
2: damn it <laughs> oh we're oh, not finished man it's super fucking cool if you're a fan of the marvel universe and you haven't seen it yet i genuinely don't know what you're doing however i do know a lot of people that are purposely not watching it because they're waiting for the last episode to air so they can binge it um <clears throat> that's fine if you want to do that dylan are, are you doing that, that?
1: Yeah, because I literally, I don't follow anything or watch anything about the show. So we're probably going to finish Attack on Titan and then knock that out. Oh, because
2: we've like spoiled the shit out of that on this podcast. You should have spoke up like far. I'm
1: not going to lie to you. I pay very little attention during this segment. So you're good.
2: (laughs) Dylan's like, you guys just talk and I just mute the mic and I don't even listen. It's true. He, he
0: hates when we do this. It's funny. I do do that too. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Anyway, though. Um, Like I said, fuck you both. (laughs) If
2: you want to, I'm available. Balls? Uh, (laughs) All right, let's just move on. I'm done. We're good. We're good. God damn it. We're good. (laughs) division's great. Uh, Watch it unless you want to be like Dylan and just binge it, which is fine too, I guess.
0: No, it's not. He's a piece of shit. Listen, guys. Difficulty
1: in games is a topic. Wait, you're not talking about my third topic?
0: I hate you. Difficulty in games is is a topic that has been discussed pretty much ad nauseum uh, for a good long while at this point. Uh, We can look back at the days of the NES classics, such as Mega Man and Castlevania, for their punishing difficulty. Or we can take a look at more modern games, such as the From Software IP. Uh, I don't know Uh what the hell I was thinking when I wrote that, but that... That's real bad. That's bad phrasing. Uh slash the soul series of games. But what happens when that just isn't enough? What if you want more? Certain games will offer this. God damn, I don't know You're what okay. English. I don't I don't I don't know what English. Uh certain games will offer this in the form of higher difficulty offerings or others add it as gameplay modifiers like Hades. But sometimes even that just isn't good enough. So insert the challenge community of gamers. This group sets out to challenge themselves in a number of ways, whether it be setting a new world record for beating the game in the fastest amount of time or by beating the game without taking any hits from enemies. The challenge-running community has become a mainstay in modern gaming, and we would like to discuss them and all their great efforts for you here today. So, uh... I'm... only... fairly new to this whole thing. Like I remember Mm -hmm. back in the day watching people like beat games with guitar hero controllers, you know, whatever. I don't think that's quite the same thing as what's what we are coming here to talk about today. But because I'm so new to it, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just hand the reins off to Dylan. Uh, You, you lead the
1: way. Tell, tell me all about challenge running.
2: Dylan's like, I wasn't prepared for this.
1: No, I was, um, but I wasn't actually. I'm just, you know, trying to be confident anyway. Uh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Stuff it deep down inside and just hold it there. It's just like a... in my asshole? Oh, my
2: God. God.
0: Why? See, you
1: can't <laughs> just set it up like that. Uh, I don't remember a lot from my childhood, but what I do remember is... Playing games and then you know beating it and then what was left for us? Like we had to you know we didn't have multiplayer back then, uh, so we had to kind of make the game more fun. We had to explore the games more in depth. We had to find out more about the games. And Austin, well, you probably had multiplayer. You were born in like what two thousand or something?
2: I was born in ninety seven. You dick.
1: Oh okay. I mean close though. <laughs> um, you you're millennial. Fuck? Um,
2: it didn't have multiplayer when I was a kid either. You ass.
1: Okay, just you know, poor family, or they it just hadn't been invented yet. <laughs>
2: Fuck you. Okay. Oh, you piece of shit. <laughs>
1: I hate. I'm sorry, you that so went much. too far. <laughs> I gotta compose myself. I'm trying real hard. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I remember exploring these games and trying to break them (laughs) in a sense. And that was, that was a big part of my childhood. But then, you know, we grew up and we kind of deviated away from that when multiplayer did become more of a thing. And I stopped kind of diving into these games like you would have done way back in the day. Um, but Twitch came along and it showed me something. And the first thing that I truly remember watching on Twitch was and I still follow him to this day. It's a guy named Gunner Maniac and he is a speedrunner of all the original Pokemon games. Um Ooh. I'm pretty sure he has some world records currently, but if not he has definitely attained them before. Uh the first game I remember him running was Pokemon, uh, I think it was just Red and Blue or maybe even yeah it was Pokemon Yellow actually, I think. Maybe I don't know, it was one of the 3 And um, he would he would crush it. He this was a guy that I could watch and he knew the game in a way where he was playing Pokemon. He had to walk a specific route, the fastest route possible. He would read chat while looking away from it because he had this game memorized in a way that I had never even thought possible. He was clicking like it was a matter of steps. He could count them in his head or he had the muscle memory to know where it was at. And I was like, what is this? This is something that I hadn't even thought of like speedrunning. I think I had heard the term before and maybe even back in the day on the older crashes and the older Spyro games that when they encouraged you for faster completion times with like leaderboards and stuff, you could have tried to push yourself in those ways. But this guy knew something that I didn't and it was intoxicating. It was so much fun to watch. Um He has evolved so far. Like, I was watching him before he... I feel like he had 100 viewers. Now every day he's getting 1,000 viewers, which is a lot for a speedrunner. That's fantastic. And now I'm sitting here every day, and now I'm a part of the community because when I came back to Twitch, it was uh, just, you know, Dark Souls stuff. The challenge-running community has grown so much over a short amount of time. And these are gamers that truly delve into a game like you would not normally do. If you and I go out today and we pick up a game, we're going to play it, we're going to enjoy it, going to get the trophies and stuff like that, but you really can't know a game unless you break it down like these two categories of people do. I'm specifically talking speedrunners and I'm specifically t- talking the no hit challenge runners. Mm-hmm. The community can it 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 almost coalesces. Like there's things that either side can do that would benefit the other but we play the games in entirely different ways and that's why i think a lot of people are still confused i mean it's we're a part of a challenge running community but we're so different at the same time there's certain things that a speedrunner can do that we simply cannot do because it's a glitch or you know someone they break they get out of the map whatever they make the game as fast as possible but seeing where this has come from in such a short amount of time is so crazy to think about. Josh, you've been more than ever. I mean, you've been a part of my chat, but more than that, I see you in Bugsy's chat. You've started branching out into Hob. This is someone, ha, I've had my experience. I've talked about this for months on the podcast. This is something that I've been leading up towards. I'm glad we can finally talk about it. But as someone who is new to it, you have fresh experiences. You have stuff that you've not yet been exposed to like outright i mean you you would watch you know me on twitch but i was just fucking about in my beginning days and now you know now you see where i'm at and the community that i'm a part of and now that you are starting to become a part of like what do you think from that perspective
0: Um. Uh, so as um as a Viewer, I guess would would be the way to describe that. Uh, Like as a uh, not as like a participant, but as someone who's like watching. Um, The one thing that I have found that I didn't think was like uh, okay. So let me, I guess, let me put it this way: I have never, ever, ever understood Twitch. Ever like it's just not something that I've ever understood and and to that uh to that end, the same thing I would say about like youtube and and st- streamers in general, because I am always of the mindset that instead of watching a game be played, I would rather play it myself, uh, and I know that's fucking you know this makes me an old man or whatever, but and boomer uh what?
1: nothing go on um, the millennial called you a boomer
0: oh yeah yeah a boomer yeah that that's that's <laughs> it you nailed it you fuck i got it um but yeah it it's just something that has always eluded me like uh little dylan th- all he motherfucking does is watch people stream shit on youtube or or the videos that they make after the after the fact that are are just the streams you know what i'm saying yeah um and I will sit there and he will be like so into it. And I'm like, but why? Like, why don't you just fucking play it? Like why? I I don't understand. But then I started watching you and I was like, okay. Like, I think I, I think I kind of am understanding. And then it was the other day when I was watching Bugsy and he was in the middle of his, uh, Fallout Four, I think is what it was. He was in the middle of his uh the the Fallout trilogy run, and yeah. he was playing Fallout Four, and I was watching him, and I was like, He's already got through two thirds of this. Like, if if he does this, like, holy shit! Like that's incredible. He played through three entire games back to back to back. Would have been like, world's first. Yeah. Right. And it's like not taking any damage like what the fuck and like so i was sitting there watching him play while also like holding my breath like i was with him every step of the way and i was like into it like i was there to be a part of something if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and that's i don't know man that's something that like you don't you don't get when you're playing video games yourself i i don't think like if If that makes any sense,
1: it does. It's a, it's a third party level of viewing. Like it's almost like you're caught up in a movie. You're waiting to see what happens next. You're waiting. You don't know. You literally have no idea what's going to happen. It's completely out of your control, but you trust the person that you're watching to know what they're doing. But you're still left wondering. Even now, when I watch him, I don't entirely know what's going on. That's what makes it so entertaining. I do know the time that you're talking about when he inevitably did get hit. I knew that was probably the place that it was going to happen. There was a couple. The latter half of the game is hard, um, all the way up until the one. It's one of his synth synth splits. Um, you could see it on there. It's very difficult. So I knew he was in a bad place. And what he said when he got hit, there was about. Three minutes of nothing but radio silence. We heard nothing from his end. He stopped playing. It was a bad time. He got hit and just decimated. I mean, it decimated his hopes, the feeling of accomplishment, the adrenaline spike was gone, his endorphins were crashing. He was in a trance. I mean, it hits you. It's tunnel vision and it sucks. And then on top of that, you have 50 people watching you and it's like, okay, I just let them down. Not only did I let them down, but I let myself down. Like that was the run. That was two days worth of work. All these thoughts are going through your head and it's like, I don't want to do certain splits again. I don't want to do certain parts of these games again. Like this could have been it. This could have been the world's first. And you're watching that and you're going through it with them. He didn't say a word, but you felt every single second of that silence. And that's what's so addicting about these streams. It's that you're thrown into the mix and just, you're a part of it. You're living with these guys, but you see how good they are at their games. It's, you see Bugsy and he's playing Fallout. You see Hob and he's playing the Soulsborne games. I mean, there's so many different people and I, I only just named two. There's tons of people in the community beyond what you could think. And every single one of them will capture you like that. But it gets really really adrenaline spiking when that challenge runner is there. He's at the end. It's the climax of the run. You can feel it. Every step he takes is a focused step, but he makes a mistake. And sometimes it sucks seeing them make that mistake, but it's like, you get something out of it too. You You have an emotional reaction to what's going on. And it's, these guys are fantastic at what they do. And the community is something that I think is really overlooked. So Austin, you come in and like you, you commented on it earlier. It's, it's like you see these communities and we start saying words you don't understand. And I know it's probably a joke in some way, shape or form, but you see these communities. I mean, okay. But like, we'll talk about that in a minute, but you see them, yeah, when what they're doing and you're kind of lurking on the outside, like, what do you think of the communities that you see of these people doing the runs?
2: Um, I think it's nuts honestly like uh i i personally me um i am not too i'm not too into it uh i've i've dabbled in it here and there um there is a there's a couple of specific uh speed runners and no hitters that i actually have watched and and still do watch um you being one of them i fucking honestly i, I don't watch that many um Cause it's just not really a thing for me. Like, I think it's really fucking cool. Um, but uh, the communities behind them from what I've seen, like from what I've stream seen from your stream in general, the communities behind them are fucking awesome. Like they're so like, like you, you can tell the whole time in the chat that they are literally rooting for you to not, to, to, to not take a hit, to not, to make the run. And I think that's so fucking awesome. And I think that's one of the coolest things about Twitch is building is whatever your niche is, whether it be, um, whether it be speed running or, you know, just playing games through in general, I think it's really fucking cool.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right. It's, they're always, they're rooting for you. And the more you invest into your communities as a streamer, the more you guys can joke around. It's going to be like, you know, that they've taken hits in certain places, you know, that this area that they're in is not necessarily good. And like, You can even kind of egg them on like, oh, you're going to get hit and you can joke around. But the second you finally get hit, that whole entire chat is going to pop up with like an effing chat or they're going to post an emote, like a sad emote. They're not happy you got hit. I mean, I'm sure there's some cynical fuck out there, you know, just like, (laughs) you know, he's super happy that you got fucked up. But for the most part, the community really strives to push you forward in some way, shape, or form. And, and the chat can be a great distraction sometimes. Like, you can just go into autopilot. I can yeah, play literally. Spyro without looking at the screen most of the time, and I can That's just focus on chat. Right. I mean, it's pretty cool that... Really? Yeah. We learn we learn the games so well, and it's on muscle memory. That's what makes it so fun. And we're breaking down these games that we grew up with as a kid or that we played, you know, into adulthood. We're breaking them down into ways that we never really could before and mm-hmm. josh this whole thing has brought you into a place where you started branching out a little bit and now you found an actual speedrunner that you like which i think was cool what was his name again
0: uh nick rp green
1: you're right he was doing metal gear solid
0: right mhm yeah yeah he actually cool. uh i was watching him a little bit today uh <laughs> while i was dealing with my with my situation um and he uh <laughs> He played, I think it was his second run on Extreme Difficulty for MGS and uh, he hit number five in the world. That's insane. Yeah. That is insane. That was fucking cool.
1: And it's like you feel these people's accomplishments. Like I can't tell you guys how it felt when I got the Spyro One Worlds first. Like the true run, I knew it in my heart. It was just a couple of weeks ago. Like I thought I had it before, and I, and it turns out that I, it wasn't a valid run. So I went back, and I did it again. And that feeling of accomplishment was something that I could never explain, if I tried. But like hearing people like him get his, you know, that's fifth in the world in a huge community full of challenge run- or speedrunners, I should say. And that's just yeah. monumental. And then you see people like the Gunner Maniac guy that I was just talking about. Like when he gets a world record. It's so cool to be there for that because these guys have done this for a long time. Pokemon speedrunners at that level, they're going for milliseconds and just barely cutting by a second at a time and that's how they get the world record and it's a lot of it at that point in time is RNG. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to have the specific stats for the specific Pokemon that does this specific thing and it's crazy and if they don't get any of that, they keep restarting and it's fucking ridiculous. The amount of dedication people put into these challenge runs whether it be speed you know speed runs or the no-hit community it's it's Mm -hmm. big and it's growing there's people that i watch every day that i wish i could just sit here and name every single one of them off but i can't but there's so many people that truly come together and just promote one another and games are still hard. I mean, we we have the Soulsborne franchise, like obviously, you know, stuff yeah. like Neo. There's always going to be hard games, but these are the people taking difficulty of games and just doing away with that concept entirely and creating something new for themselves. And as a person that does it, it's not easy and it's mm-hmm. frustrating and it's at the same time invigorating because it's something new. I can't stop thinking about it. This is what I want to do. I go home, Or I go to work and I think about this while I'm doing everything I can at work. It's like, what can I do better? How can I do this differently in the game? Today I was playing, and I'll talk about it in a little bit, Spyro 3. And like I said, it was the best day that I could have had even while not getting the run because I made leaps and bounds to where I need to be. And I know Josh has started to do his own thing, which I'm sure he'll talk about in just a few minutes when we get to what we've been playing. But... That's why I kind of wanted to talk about this, because it's it, it might be a short topic, but it's something that needs to have light shined on it, because it's such a fun community to be a part of. If you're listening to the podcast and you want to go to Twitch TV to find out what we're talking about, for the no-hit community, you can type in Team Hitless or Team Whiter's, and you can find a, a myriad of people streaming under those two teams. Hitless is all about Soulsborne and Hollow Knight and Cuphead. And then, Wider's just has a huge community of people doing their own thing, whether it be those same games or like me with Spyro. I'm not on the community, but I'm a part of the people that you'll see on there, like Bugsy doing Fallout, like Josh was talking about. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that you can find on there that'll open your eyes. And speedrunners are all over the place. We have a whole conference dedicated to it called Games Done Quick. It's done every single year, and it's super fun.
2: So nuts, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh, Pokemon specifically. Um, because out of all the speed runs and no hits that I do watch, that's honestly, typically it. Um, I'm not saying. So before I say this, let me preface a little bit. I'm not saying that I don't think speed running or no hitting other games is not interesting. Cause I definitely think they are. However, I like Pokemon is just a whole other thing. Like I, I watched a guy on YouTube last night. Uh, his name was small Ant, And, <laughs> I watched that man no damage Pokemon Platinum. And that is fucking insane to me. That is, that is crazy. Mind blowing that this man challenged Cynthia and no hit Cynthia. Yeah. That just genuinely blows my fucking mind. And the other guy was uh Worcester. Wor- Worcester? Is that right? Oh shit. That's
1: Worcester. uh that's that's like the I'm not going to say arch nemesis, but that's the guy that goes head to head with Gunner. Like those two always yeah. compete for world records.
2: I, I I watched I watched all all two hours of it yesterday. Um, I watched Worcester. I, I don't know if he still has it, but I know as of as of the middle of 2018, he had the world record speed run for Pokemon Heart Gold, clocking in at one hour and fifty nine minutes. Yep. Heart Gold and Soul Silver are extremely long fucking titles. Because it's not ridiculous. not only do you have Jodo, but you have Kanto and Red immediately after. So in an hour and fifty nine minutes, this guy chose his first partner Pokemon and went all the way to fight Red, and that is mind blowing to me that you can do that that fucking quickly. Because I know my last playthrough of Soul Silver was what around summer of twenty twenty was when I was talking about it on the podcast. I think yeah. And dude, I clocked in when I when I beat Red when I finally beat Red. I think I clocked in at like sixty, sixty-five hours.
1: Yeah, I mean so it, it's you—you you shave off
2: mind-numbing, dude. It's sixty
1: brilliant. plus hours. It is. It's a lot of fun.
2: And I—I um, I have the utmost respect for people who can do that. Um, or f- honestly, for fucking anybody who who has the determination to no damage anything. Because I I don't have that, and I don't think I'll ever have that. But I I have the utmost respect for people that do.
1: Well, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, and I'm happy because Josh is starting to do it. So, I mean, that kind of flows straight into what we've been playing, unless you got something else to say, Josh. Uh,
0: no, I was just going to say, uh, I mean, I was going to say this a while back, but um, I feel like the moment's passed. Uh, I, uh, it feels to me like a sporting event. And I know that you guys don't really like do sports the way I do. Like, I know that you're into MMA Dylan and Austin just isn't into sports at all, but like, I'm
2: actually into fighting very loosely. Okay. Very well,
0: it's the same endorphin rush I get when I'm watching a Packers game. Yeah. When I'm, that makes sense. These, these guys go on these runs where I'm like, I'm sitting there and like, if, if I'm winning, like I'm feeling good and I'm I'm all about it and I'm all amped up and I'm like ready to fucking go and then if we if we close out the game and and we you know we win or whatever I'm like fucking pumped and then if we lose I'm so fucking dejected like yep. I'm just
1: so fucking upset that makes a lot of sense. And now I can finally relate somehow because that makes so much sense to me now. Yeah. Like I see you and Austin come in and it's like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a good game. Packers lost. And I'm like, okay, just the football. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, but then you put it like that and I'm like, God damn. Like I, I know how I felt the day bugs got hit and I was like, shit, that affected me going into the next day too. So that's pretty, that's a really good parallel.
0: Yeah. And I, I was actually, while you guys were talking, uh, I was watching Hob hit the the Dark Souls trilogy, no hit. Yep. I, I was watching the end of it and
1: he's so fucking excited. Like that in particular was something. He is the first person to do a no hit run and it was on those. He is the godfather of our sport. And he tried for a very long time to do, those three games without taking a hit and he got it. People wrote articles about him. Yeah, he, he's on Kutaku and shit. Yes, he literally, ha- he still has articles written about him. Like He's that guy now. On average, he'll get 4 to 6,000 views on his day back. He had like 8,000. He is a fantastically hilarious streamer. Even right now, he'll have a bad day streaming. Right now, he's playing Warzone for shits and giggles and then he's bolstering 3.4 thousand viewers. Just fucking about. He's not even doing... Yeah, he's not even doing no hit. That's just a casual stream for him. He's a funny guy. He's a dedicated guy. Since then, he has gotten so many more runs that you can find on YouTube if you go to the Happy Hob. He did Sekiro Immortal Severance run. You have to understand, he can not only no hit that game, like he can't take damage at all. He cannot be staggered. And he cannot block. He has to perfectly parry every single attack that comes his way. Every single attack. Unless he dodges it, he has to parry it all. He got that run. I shared it in our group chat earlier, by the way. He he worked for so long on that. And when he finally did it, you can feel his excitement. He is someone that puts himself to the test every single time that he streams. And people give him shit because like he's not gotten the runs that he used to, but he's also doing much harder runs. At this moment, he's doing the god run too, which is... Uh Sekiro, Demon Souls, Dark Souls one, two, and three, no hit. Every single one of them, and Bloodborne. Sorry, and Bloodborne. He's doing all six games.
0: Oh he yeah, went- and I think he. I, I think I watched him the other day, and he was uh, through three of them, and he was on the fourth one, and he got hit.
1: Yep. And he resets back to game number one every time. So that's that's where it is that's why it's so intoxicating and josh that was a really cool parallel because i never thought of. obviously i don't have that emotion like even in mma i'm like oh shit he got his you know he got his head kicked in or whatever even if it's my favorite fighter but then the next day i'm like okay you know glad it wasn't me getting my head kicked in but (laughs) i I, (laughs) i don't have that same yeah excitement that you have when it comes to the packers winning or you know, you're, that, that somber feeling you get if they lose. I never had that until you said that. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I finally understand sports now. Like, <laughs> it, it took 29 years. Not that I'm 29. That's still a mystery. But, you know, stop. <laughs> also, um, I want to
2: point out, I don't understand sports, but I understand esports. I don't know if, if you guys count that as the same thing, but they're, they're played on ESPN now. So it's the same thing.
1: I don't understand esports but I understand eboys.
2: Uh I am one so
1: yeah. Oh god, why did you ruin it anyway? Um <laughs> it, th- the only thing I want to say is that it's a lot of fun to delve into if you haven't done it already. I know a p- people go to Twitch for a lot of different things. If you've never seen this side of it before, I would totally give it a shot. Twitch is a huge platform now. It's hard to find this community because you don't expect it to be as entertaining as it is. But once you start watching it, you're going to have a lot of fun. Um, oh. I'm excited for my future in it. I have five runs planned this year Spiral, One, Two, Three, 1, 2, 3, the trilogy, Skyrim and Minecraft. I have those games planned this year. And then after that, either at the end of the year, if I still have time or going into next year, I have Pokemon Shield planned and I have Hollow Knight planned. So we're going to see how that goes.
2: I would be super interested to watch a, a Pokemon Shield run.
1: I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but it's something that I've been thinking about and I really want to delve into it. And it's the one I can actually stream pretty accessibly. So well, it'll be a lot of fun. I
2: will, I will tip you a dollar every time I see you stream that.
1: What would you say? Get the five pack?
2: No, I said I what?
1: What? You can you can gift a five pack of subs. That's what you just said, right?
2: Dude, I yeah. if the first time I see you do that, I'll gift a full fucking year.
1: No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money. Bro, I don't even care. Is it? Okay. Uh, really? uh a year? No, no, it's only bucks, uh, right? yes, probably 60.
2: Yeah, it's got to be 60.
1: But you said for five people though, right? <laughs> <laughs> all about the money grind now listen i have to also subscribe to my channel
0: yeah go subscribe to his channel
1: everyone uh, here does I yeah. thanks for allowing me to talk about this topic i'll probably talk about it again in the future but it was nice to have an episode dedicated to it because it's something that needs to be shined a light upon
2: Hell yeah you're welcome
1: shown
0: he, he, uh, he are welcome. Uh, the last thing before we move on, I, I do have a question because uh, when I was watching um, the Nick RP green guy, get his metal gear solid uh, run, he mentioned speedrun.com, which I guess is where they kind of keep a track of like the leaderboards for who has the fastest time and stuff like that. Correct. Um. So my, my question is um uh is there something similar to that for the uh the no hit community like is there something where you can like like i know you said that you got the world's first for spyro but is, is there anywhere like that that is
1: enshrined only youtube for us we don't have a we don't have a website um I don't even know where you'd go to look at that because it's you can either do hit lists or damage list. You know, there's a there's a wide spectrum of that. But we cement our legacies within YouTube. That's where the videos go. I mean, we searched high and low to find the spiral worlds first. It never happened on the reignited trilogy. So that's how I knew it was mine. Um, but the, really, that's that's it for us outside of Twitch. Twitch is where it all happens. YouTube is where the proof is posted and Discord is where the communities grow. I have a Discord for my channel and Bugs has one for his. It just goes on. And then the teams, the teams are a big part of Twitch uh, nowadays. And there's two huge teams for that community. Widers is the one that I want to be a part of. They're not necessarily solely focused on doing challenge runs, but it's a nice community that harbors a lot of those people. So you can find us in a lot of different places. It's not under one hub like uh, speedrunners.com, but... youtube twitch discord those are the three places that you'll find the community you'll see the runs happen and you'll see the legacy cemented in those three places
0: very cool very cool all right yeah so let's uh, let's get into it Uh, let's get into what we've been playing and uh, perfect segue Um, I I love their sandwiches what why do you do the things that you do
1: well, I just did a really good segment. Now I, I like people need to think that, oh, wow, he got way too serious. They, they, they come here for the jokes. Also, Dylan, <laughs> fuck you. I'm Gen Z, not a millennial. Fuck you. Did you just spend the whole entire segment Googling to make sure which one you were? <laughs> I Googled it as soon as you said it. And I've just been waiting. Oh, you've you just, just been waiting. Well, I appreciate your patience. <laughs> Usually millennials don't have good patience. So I appreciate that.
2: Well, it's cool because I'm not one. So that would make sense.
1: Have oh, your well, balls you. dropped yet?
2: Yeah, I have kids. So, yeah, but not in my mouth. They can if you want 20 bucks.
1: I'm just waiting for Josh to keep going. He just lets I'm me just say things
2: by what the fuck is happening. And 20 bucks is just the ball drop. That's nothing else. Everything else is extra. It's all on my OnlyFans. You can go. I was
1: about to say, if you want to link that later, <laughs> it's on my escort
2: website. I have my uh, services.
1: What was it? Madam Greenway or something.
2: Yeah, something like that. Okay, gotcha. All
1: right, listen.
2: Look, we gotta spice this up somehow. It's perfectly spicy. It's
0: the correct amount of spice. (laughs) Um, Got a little. I tried my first, or tried my hand at doing my first challenge run uh, because I felt inspired uh, the other day, Um, and I tried playing inside without taking any damage. the thing about inside is that you die in one hit pretty much regardless. So it wasn't much of a speed run or it wasn't much of a challenge run. Like I I would have uh had to have I lost my train of thought uh-huh. completely. Jesus Christ. I just had a stroke. I completely lost Lord. my train of thought. You uh, paused,
2: and I was like, What's happening?
1: Is he dead? is what? Dylan dead? No. <coughs> Go on. It's man. fine. Um so I know you said you take is it like legit like if you even get touched like it's gg it's gone game yes. over. Yeah. So you could run that as a deathless game which is obviously no hit. Exactly. That that's what
0: I'm uh that's kind of I guess what I changed it to instead of like no hit it's it's going to be a deathless run. That's uh which has sick. already been performed like I looked it up on YouTube like other people have already done it but um it was just something that I wanted to do, and I had remembered that we had talked about Inside, and uh, it came up free on the Epic Game Store the other day, and I was like, sold. I know what I'm doing with this. So, uh, yeah, uh, I tried my hand at that. Uh, I did. It did not go well because I was fumbling around trying to remember certain things that happened. Uh, mm-hmm. I think... I counted my final amount of deaths at somewhere in the range of like 24 to 25. Um, but there, I know that there were a couple that I, I definitely missed and, uh, yeah, but, uh, to speak about inside, cause I want to gush about that a little bit. Um, so inside is from play dead studios. They're the team that did, uh, what the fuck's the name of the black and white game? uh limbo limbo yep there you go nailed it um so this was their follow up and the the game does a really really incredible job of two things and one is that it tells a story without saying a single fucking word not a single word is entered or like is is said during the entire fucking game. And it tells a complete story and it's really fucking compelling. Uh, like, um, I don't want to give anything away because the ending of it is just fucking something else. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, it's really special for doing that. Like, I, I think that it, it is really spectacular with that. But the second thing that I think it's really spectacular for is something that I don't think gets enough play in modern game design. The game will tell you how to do puzzles an hour before you get them. If that makes sense. Like they, Ooh. they build up on, on, like each puzzle that comes is a is built on the the foundation of the one that came before it sort of thing so like when you get to the end of the game because it's about it's roughly two hours long when you get to the end of the game there are puzzles that are like still uh, i don't i don't know the correct wording for this like there's they're formed on the basis of stuff that you have seen before. Like just for instance, there's a part in the game after you get through like the farmhouse, uh, and you kind of go into this industrial section where there are these robots with lights and the lights will move back and forth. And if you get stuck in the light, the robot shoots out a, a taser and it like jams into your body and fucking electrocutes you to death. So you've, you've, you figure that out. And then if you, if you make it past all of that and you get later into the game, there is a similar sort of puzzle where it's, uh, like shock waves, like it's like uh like it, something is shooting out like waves of air, and if you get hit by that shock wave you <laughs> you literally get obliterated like it, you get blown in two uh, or three or four or five, and like every single puzzle that comes later in the game is built on what came before it, and that is something that I just don't think gets enough credit like it's really really fucking good game design mm-hmm. um i think the game's awesome uh if you've never played it it's i like fucking 20 bucks i think i it's uh i still think it is probably my game of the year from 2016 and that that's a very very fucking strong year um uh yeah it's great you should fucking play
1: it Hell yeah I, uh, obviously I'm interested in the other side of what you're doing. Um, I think it's cool that you can play inside and it be deathless, but also be hitless too, because you can't take damage in the first place without dying. So you can label it as all, all of those categories, which is super sick. So I I hope you do well with it. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. it,
0: It is, uh, something that I'm also enjoy streaming because it's, um, there are some really fucking, tense parts of this game. Like there are dogs that chase you and they'll fucking rip you to shreds. If they, if they catch you, that was terrifying. And right. fucking like when they start chasing you, dude, my, my fucking, my heart starts like pounding. It is so intense, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Austin, oh, yeah. why are you playing fallout? New Vegas?
2: Cause I'm streaming it. Oh, I, Yeah. Yeah, I, I I do that, too, sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm not really doing, like, uh, I, I don't, I personally, I don't think what you could call what I'm doing a challenge run because, I, I, I don't know, I just, I don't really think it's that serious. Um, but Fallout New Vegas, is, I, I know I talked about it in the very first episode because it's obviously... If you listen to that, uh, you know that Fallout New Vegas is my favorite video game of all time. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, along with Fallout 3, are actually the only two games in my collection that I own sealed copies of. Um, I absolutely love New Vegas. It's a very, very sentimental game for me. Um, uh, I, I, I didn't play it for the first time, but I beat it for the first time in what I would consider to be literally the roughest time in my life. Um the only time in my life that I have genuinely craved death. So I go back to this game a lot. I play I've played this game at least once every six months since like 2013-2014. Um so I decided if I wasn't gonna do streaming, what better way to start streaming than start with literally my favorite fucking video game? So I'm trying to do a permadeath run in New Vegas. As of right now, I am about three hours in. um, Maybe, I don't know, probably more like two. I feel like I've done a lot, but I feel like I also haven't really done a lot because there's a lot to fucking do in New Vegas. Um, I have only died once, which happened on stream, um, obviously, because I'm not even playing it off stream. So I don't know why I went out of my way to say that. But and it fucking sucked. It's kind of like what Dylan said, even though I'm pretty sure when I died, like I, I didn't like I, I don't have that many people watching at a time. I think my highest so far has been like 10 or 12. Um, And I think there was only like three or four people watching when I actually died, but it was still like. I, I was genuinely mad at myself because it's not that I died from an NPC. It's I died because I, I walked off a cliff that I thought I would survive, and I fucking didn't. And I still don't understand how I didn't. I was at full fucking health, <laughs> and I just – and it wasn't a big drop at all, but it fucking killed me. And I was like, well, god fucking damn it. So I was more or less mad at myself that I was stupid enough to walk off that fucking cliff. I also – I also forgot that it does not take a whole fucking lot to die in in Fallout New Vegas, um, or three or four for that fucking matter. A good couple shot, a good couple well placed shots, and you're fucking dead. So I'm trying to be super fucking careful about that. Um, but it's cool. I'm having a good time doing it. I haven't streamed, I, I haven't streamed at all since like Sunday, I think, and I didn't even stream New Vegas. I streamed something else that I'll talk about later. Um, but it's really cool and I'm having a good time with it. I love this game. I love the game, but it's also, sometimes it can be kind of hard for me to play the game because of the first time I ever beat it. Um, I'll like be doing little things and I'll be like, Hey, I've done this before. And then I'll remember that very first playthrough. And while that playthrough is near and dear to me, it's also kind of painful. So it's kind of like, fuck, (laughs) sad. Now I'm just big, sad. But it's cool. It's been rad.
1: I enjoy watching you play it because, like, I watch Bugsy play it every single day almost, and he does his route to avoid, you know, taking hits and stuff. But then I watch you play, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" There's actually story and <laughs> depth to this game. Yeah,
2: honestly, <laughs> that's pretty like cool. I just, just kind of rush in. I don't really care. I like it though. I fucking love it, dude. I love that game so much.
1: It loves you too.
2: It it it, it better. I'm actually still on the lookout for, for a sealed collector's edition for a good price. So, if anyone listening happens to own one, DM me. I'll buy it immediately. I'll hit you up. I, I bet. got you. I got you, boo. I actually, the... the, the Oh, my God. Hey, shut up. The, the mom and pop store right in Old Town Buford, they have a collector's edition, but it's unsealed, and it's for PS3, so I don't want that. I just wanted to throw that <laughs> out there. You can go on now with whatever bullshit you were going into.
0: Well, we were going into the shit known as Spyro 3.
1: Oh, okay. Isn't it shit? I, Fucking I'm, I'm cunt really game. Um, <laughs> tell me how you really feel, Dylan. <sighs> oh, fuck, man. All right. So Sp- Spyro 1, it was doable. You know, I did it. Got the world first. Did I mention that before? Because I did. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about is me. But if you want to talk about me, I got World's First in two games. But anyway, Spyro 1 was fine. Spyro 2 stepped up the difficulty and it made shit a lot harder, but inevitably, I got the World's First in that game too. That's, that's the second game, if you guys didn't know. Um, but then I went to Spyro 3 recently, and I understand the acronym KMS more now more than ever because shit makes me want to kill myself. And i swear i didn't think spyro 2 could get any longer than i came to spyro 3 and i'm running it about i actually had a good pace the other day i forget what i think i finished at just at three hours that's two and a half hours faster than on when i first started the game so i've cut off two and a half hours and now i've taken even fewer hits the first time i ran the game through to completion i took 38 hits the next time i took 28 the next time i took 10 so that was fucking great and now we're in a place today I was playing it and I was going to go for my first full run today, like without taking a hit. If I got hit, I reset. And that happened a few times and I was running out of time because I knew I needed to eat before the podcast and all this shit. So I was trying to time manage. And what I decided to do was go and practice. So when I'm practicing this, I'm practicing the parts of the games that are what I feel like almost out of my control. Like I can either do it or I can't. So The biggest one was the final boss. I can do every single boss in the game up until her. No hits, no damage, no nothing. I I got that down. And then she's the issue because it's almost like my progress in that boss fight is contingent upon the vehicles that drop. So I'm not able to flame her. I'm not able to charge her and do damage. I have to hop on some kind of vehicle to shoot and do damage. So I figured out a new strat today it's completely my own like this this was something that i felt very proud of because i went from taking like my best in that fight was 3 i took a minimum of 3 hits that's 3 times the run would have been over that sucks that's bad and today i went from taking 3 hits per fight to now i take no hits per fight and i did it 3 times in a row like i've perfected how to get through that fight without taking any damage and i found the strap by myself today and that was super super fun I've done everything else in the past two Spyro games myself I'm like they've been my routes as well but this is the first boss fight where I feel like I actually had to put so much thought into how can I avoid doing this and I'm going to keep doing it and it's exciting now because I feel like I could probably do the entire game up until that point without getting hit but now today figuring that out I feel like this run is possible within the next two weeks So I'm, I'm ecstatic for the possibilities because I said, if we get Spyro three, we're not going to come back the next day and do, you know, Spyro one, two, and three, even if it's late at night and I have to work the next day, if we get the Spyro three run in order to start the trilogy, I'm just jumping straight into Spyro two because I got Spyro three and then I can just do two and one and then it's run finished. Spyro three will be the hardest game out of all of them. So there's a plan set in motion for the things to come next. I just have to get the run and it's on its way. I got the last two fairly quickly and we're going to get this one too. And I'm excited.
2: Word. I'm excited to watch you do it.
1: Same.
0: I have been, uh, even if I haven't been active in the chat because I've been streaming myself or, or whatever, I've been there for both of your other runs. So.
1: Yeah. You're always in there. You, I, knew, I remember you being there for the first time, but you were streaming. And then the second one, you were there too. Like every, it's so hype. Like when I get the run, people are freaking out. Like it feels good to have that support. Like everyone's going crazy. It's 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 a great feeling. And I just as the stream was or uh podcast is happening, my second emote for Twitch got approved. So that just adds to the hype levels. People can use that as well. Oh, yeah. Um mm-hmm. it's a Gengar emote, Austin, so you'll appreciate it. It's like him doing like a like a snickering. He's kind of giggling or whatever. But oh, that's really um, cool. Yeah. It's it's exciting. Twitch is everything I hoped it would be and more for me right now. And more than that, it's my knowledge with the games are vastly growing. I I can officially say that this is my God run type of situation. Like I made this run what it is. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's just something that I can finally be proud of this. And it if it, it feels good to finally be able to do something like this and show it off and have people actually be interested that's the best part of it oh yeah dude
2: that's awesome yep right, uh, stuff you man.
0: uh so um i have been playing hitman 3 mm. uh i am very close to being done with it in terms of like having beaten every level uh but i'm i'm taking my time because uh i'm sure i've said this before when i talk about like the the far cry games uh or or like the rockstar games or or what have you i like to clear everything before i move on like i'm always trying to get everything done like as meticulously as i possibly can and so this one is taking me a little bit while or not a little bit while. Yeah. Cause I can't fucking English. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, it has taken me a little bit longer than, than it probably should have. Cause I probably could have had the game quote unquote beaten by now, but I'm going through and I'm trying to get every single thing done on every single level before I consider it like beaten or whatever. Um, but there are, I really like this game like a lot. There are so many fucking cool ass little like game played uh, uh decisions I guess that like I'm enamored with and I like Hitman is not a game that I have any sort of affinity for or uh, like as a series. Uh, I remember playing the first one, and I think I said this last podcast. I remember playing the first one of like the the these the reboots or whatever, and being like, nah, I don't get it, and just never picking it back up. But with this one, something just clicked, and it's it's basically, uh, I, it's basically a sandbox, mm-hmm. and they tell you this is your objective, just go fucking do it and that is so liberating but it also gives you like enough like w- like different ways to play that you can you can get so much out of these fucking games it's unfucking real how much they're like how much it just lets you do like the other day uh i had started What I say the other day, this was like a week ago, I had started the the mansion uh, mission, the Dartmoor Manor, which is only the second mission in the game. But it gives you these three different stories or or, well, not really stories, but like it gives you three specific ways that you can get your contract done. Mm -hmm. And one of them is a fucking murder mystery. Like you you literally like play out the scenario from fucking knives out like what like this is a game like yeah. what is happening That's but like cool. also there is a way for or, like th- there's literally a way for me to do the two objectives in in this particular level and get it done in one hit. And all I have to do is a pistol and it just requires me not getting seen. Like there's so many fucking like just little puzzle pieces that I can play with at any given time. And on top of that, it's also got this insane sense of humor to it. That makes me laugh. Like in that same mission, there's another way to take out your target by basically sending her out for a family portrait. But like, you overexpose the wire that is like allowing the, the flash uh, and the camera to work. And then you turn on the um, or like you break loose the water that's coming from the fountain behind her. So that then when she sits down and you snap the picture, she fucking gets electrocuted to death. And it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> like, I I don't know. I really fucking like this game a lot. This might be the first game that I actually beat this year. Um, it's real good. It's real, real good. And everyone should play it.
2: Oh yeah. That's fucking.
1: Awesome. I'm, I'm glad All you right. actually have a game to play this year. Sorry to cut you off. It's like fucking everything that we talked about in the, you know, prediction episode or whatever it was where we were talking about the games that wanted to come out this year. Uh, half of mine are fucking gone and delayed. Like Overwatch Two got no information on BlizzCon aside from you know it got information but not on terms of a date. I and mean, then fucking Harry Potter is delayed until next year. So I'm glad you actually have something you're enjoying so far.
0: Yeah, I well, it's a, it's a, was a surprise for me because honestly, there's, uh, I there isn't much man. Like there just really isn't much that has come out this year that I can like say I was excited for, if that makes sense, like I was excited for the medium, but like that's that's a whole other can of worms that I don't particularly want (laughs) to talk about right now, mainly because I've set it aside because I can't like one, I'm not particularly enthralled with it, but two, there's like a lot of stuff that's going on that's like uh, it it's got some heavy fucking themes to it, and um, yeah, it's just it's not what I want to play right now, and and I don't know that it is uh going to be that for me for a while, yep. um, but y- with the exception of the medium, like they're fucking, I wasn't excited about anything, r- really. Except for stuff that is still yet to come and won't be out for at least another. Well, never mind. I, I guess probably default two is is here like real soon. But even still, like it's it's fucking stuff in May that's coming out that I'm excited for. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm rambling now, but yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it. And you've got your hands full with Spyro, but. If if you get a chance to to check it out, it's worth your time.
1: For sure. Bert. Didn't you say you watched someone speed run that in like 7 minutes or something?
0: Oh, it's yeah, it's fucking crazy. There's a there's a series on IGN called Devs React and yeah. The, the first uh the first level can be beaten in like 11 seconds or some shit like that.
2: <laughs> That's fucking nuts.
0: It's yeah, it's fucking nuts, right? Uh it's uh yeah. Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Austin, tell me about Xenoverse per
1: Aspira ad Astra. What the fuck does that even mean? I saw that dude and Bungie's goodbye to Halo when it first happened, like after Reach. Mm-hmm. They left a message that said per Audacia ad Astra, meaning see star side. So I saw that and I'm like, what the fuck is you know, what is he trying to say? I was confused because it's almost verbatim what Bungie Yeah. Saying.
2: I'm glad you tried to pronounce it because there's no fucking way I was going to. Um, <laughs> I'm like mayonnaise Caucasian, not Italian. Not happening. Oh, that's uh, Latin. I
0: think that's Latin, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I know the original game was fucking Italian, so I just fucking assumed. You'd think I'd know that because I took Latin in high school. Also, fuck you. Italian is almost fucking Latin by the fucking way. It is almost the same fucking language.
1: Uh, Closing name. Alright, let's uh, Hey, how's that game? I took
2: what? How's, how's that game? Um it's cool. It's 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 a it's a fan-made Pokemon game and honestly, I think it's better than any Pokemon game that's come out since Black and White. <laughs> Fucking honestly, I think it's better than anything Game Freak has done since like 2010. Um, I and especially when it comes to some of these fan made games, dude, I I honestly think that Game Freak should start taking fucking notes because some of these fans are doing a much better job than they are. Um, but it's really cool. It takes place in its own fictional region. There's like uh, there's regional variants that of Pokemon that you would have never expected to get regional variants. Like uh, I, w- I actually streamed a little bit of it Sunday. I had to cut it short because of some personal things were going on. Um, so I had to cut it short. But in that stream, I did manage to beat the first gym leader who is a grass type and his quote unquote boss Pokemon was actually a regional variant of Spirit Tomb, where instead of being just dark and ghost was, I think, Spirit Tomb's original typing. um, He is actually grass and ghost and it fucking threw me off. I mean, I knew I knew it was going to be a grass type, but I I I didn't have any way of knowing like this is a fan made game. Like, I can't just look it up. I'm sure I could if I dig fucking hard enough. But, um, I followed the guy who created the game. I followed him on Instagram for literally fucking years and, and I've seen him, uh, I've seen his posts about creating the game and drawing, drawing the, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Drawing the concept art for, for some of his fan-made Pokemon and and some of his characters. And I've been super fucking excited. I think he released the game like a little over a year ago, but he is Italian. So it was all in all, uh, in Italian. And as of last Wednesday, an English patch, uh, he finally released it in English for, you know, English speaking people to actually play it and enjoy it. And it's really fucking cool, dude. Like I especially in high school, like my senior year of high school, that's all I fucking played were like fan made Pokemon games because I just got obsessed with playing them. And uh, this is by far the best fucking one I've ever touched. And It's been really fun so far. Dylan, why did, you make, why did you make that dislike noise that you do whenever somebody says something that you don't <laughs> like? What was that for? When? I, I don't know. You did it like five minutes ago while I was talking.
1: What did I not like, I wonder? I don't know. What was it? I don't know. I was actually interested. I thought you met the yawn at the end, but now I'm actually curious what I disliked. I'm sure there was something in one of your sentences that I disliked probably, but I don't remember what When it I was. said
2: it was better than anything Game Freak has done since 2010?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, that was definitely it. Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't played it, but I'm I'm gonna say yes. I'm not. Anyway, go on to Hollow Knight. There's no way it's better than X and Y. <laughs> I want off of this podcast.
2: <laughs> I genuinely don't want to be here anymore. <sighs>
1: Go on, Dylan. We're waiting. Yeah. Oh, wait. What was it? Tell us about that game that you've been playing. Oh, shit. It is my turn. I was ready to hear about uh, the other one. Um, Every Saturday, uh, my chat decided it'd be a good idea to have what we call Scuffed Saturday. So it's me playing something else but Spyro. And I posted it in my Discord. And it was a tie between what we played this past Saturday of. uh, a Souls game or Hollow Knight. So I, I, I don't chose the Souls game. I think it was Ori. I thought it was a Souls game. It should have been Confused Cat. I thought it was a Souls game. Oh, um, I thought it was Ori, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's uh, we had a good time though because we chose Hollow Knight which I knew for a while I wanted to do at some point as a hit list run. It's been done before, but it's super hard, but it's also a really unique game. And I enjoyed my time with it because I got to see first off the possibilities. Like it's very much a hitless game. It's like you're playing dark souls, but 2d and not dark souls, but I mean, it's close. Like you get a lot of the same feelings. Um, and the, the gameplay is so much fun. It's a really smooth game. I thoroughly enjoyed the level design and the boss fights that you go through are so intuitive. They, they were a lot of fun to learn new mechanics with. Um, I had people in chat sh- telling me different things that I could try, like, uh, you know, he he called it pogoing. It's essentially just down striking on an enemy or some spikes and you can bounce up and down and you kind of juggle yourself around. It's really cool. Um, it's a game that looks simple on the outside, but as you delve into it, it's harder than you would think. And it's just a lot of fun. And there's stuff that you can learn within the game that just, it, it takes it to another level. Um, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. I, I did turn it down to play my own music over it, but um, the soundtrack's really good. It kind of gets you in, this, in the ambience of what's going on. The story, from what I could see, is uh, really immersive. You really get into it, and I'm meeting characters along the way that are very unique Um, I just met one. I faced her. She was a really fun boss fight. I think they called her Hornet. Um, Just that boss fight in particular, there was a lot of movement going on, um, but very telegraphed attacks. Like you could tell what she was going to do. And that's what makes it a good game that you could potentially do it hitless or challenge run on, whatever. Um, it, it, It was a lot of fun to play something different than, you know, Spyro for however long I've been doing that. I of course love playing it, Spyro. I could do it every day, which I do. But I look forward to Hollow Knight now. Like this weekend, we'll continue to play it. May beat it, but I'm not sure how much time I will have/slash need. But it's just something different, and I'm super enjoying it. It's a great game. Like I've played uh, early, played Ori earlier in December, and this was a nice step up from that. You know, it feels a little of the same. But it's completely different, obviously. Um, It it just feels like a difficult game. And there's not a lot of that in today's world. I feel like games nowadays are too uh, easy. But this one is a little more difficult. And I'm having fun with it.
0: Very cool. Uh, I like that game a lot. Uh, I have never beaten it, but I like that game a lot. I
2: have it. I just haven't played it yet. It's good shit. Maybe one day. Uh,
0: maybe good. Or yeah, maybe one day. Uh Probably.
2: Xenoblade 2. Tell me about it, Austin. Ooh. So I got super hyped after the last Nintendo Direct. And it really uh which mm. you know, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep doing that?
1: Nintendo Direct sucked, but we'll talk about that later.
2: Uh you're so fucking wrong. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I I got super hyped about Xenoblade and I went back and started playing Xenoblade two and I forgot how much I actually fucking love this game. Uh, Um, I'm, I think like eight or nine hours in, um, which I've been told Xenoblade two is extremely fucking long. I've been told it's longer than persona five. If that puts it in any perspective, Josh, um, I don't know how true that is. I'm only about 10 hours in, but I fucking love it so far. Uh, not so far. I played it a little bit before, but I didn't get much far, farther than I am now. I kind of restarted it the other day because I don't remember what the fuck happened. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful fucking game. Um, I definitely don't like Xenoblade Chronicles as much as I like Xenoblade 2. Like, not even fucking close. I could give less about and anything that has to do with him. But Xenoblade 2 is fucking rad.
0: Very That's cool. <clears throat> very, very cool, sir. All right. Well... You foreshadowed it enough. I did. Tell us about your feelings on the Nintendo Direct.
1: First of all, I want to know why Dylan thinks it's bad. It was bad. I mean, I just cared about nothing. And I'm happy for Zelda fans who actually care about Skyward Sword. But I mean, I had nothing yeah. of interest in that. My 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 announcement will come in four days, so I don't care about this past one.
2: <laughs> so... I, I was instantly hyped in the direct when they when they showed off Pyra and Mithra coming to Smash. I know neither of you give a fuck about Smash, and I'm I'm not super hardcore into it. I'm very casually into it, but I I still keep up to dates with like uh I still keep up to date with the the DLC fighters. And I, I the only one I haven't bought is Minecraft Steve, and I fucking refuse to buy Minecraft Steve. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> but out of all the leaks like I, Master Chief has been fucking leaked for uh, two years now which doesn't make any fucking sense to me at all. Um, Doom Guy has been leaked. I don't I mean I genuinely don't see how they would put that in Smash enough to dumb it down um, but nobody fucking saw Pyra and Mithra coming. I was actually really scared when the trailer started because I was like fuck please don't let this be Xenoblade 3. I do not have time in my life right now for another hundred plus hour JRPG. And uh, no, it was just a, a really elaborate Smash trailer. And I thought it was fucking cool. And I'm really excited for her to come. And I'm excited for her Amiibo to come out, even though I haven't picked any of them up because scalpers have fucking ruined the video game industry. That's another conversation. Uh, Fall Guys was confirmed for Switch. That's cool for like the two people that still play that game. Um, have e- either of you guys played Fall Guys? Like, do you guys have any time with it?
1: no i've watched it play but i've not actually played it myself it looks fun but it's just not fun enough to draw me in
2: it's it's fun like the for like the first 30 minutes that you play it yeah after that first 30 minutes it's kind of like um there's a bunch of what i feel like are going to be shovelware titles that nobody's really going to give a shit about once they come out um uh which one of which being fucking uh, Outer Wilds. I mean, like it looks cool, but I, I don't really see. I don't know. I've never I have yet to see anyone on any social media platform even remotely hype that game up. I think it's an interesting concept where every 22 minutes the world fucking ends and you're stuck in a time loop. I don't, I don't know if that's in game 22 minutes or what, but that sounds infuriating uh legends of mana is getting a remake that's really fucking cool for those fans i've never played them i have trials of mana uh on the switch and i just haven't opened it yet uh don't know if anyone cares about mario golf apparently this is the second one i didn't even know there was the first one honestly
1: that was probably the game i was most hyped for really yeah just i mean i do love golf so that would be the only oh okay
2: i forgot that you were a golf fan I think you've mentioned that a few times.
1: Yeah, that's the only other sport that I watch and play.
2: That's fair. Um, I figured you would have you would have been hyped for Tales from the Borderlands, honestly.
1: I mean, not really. Again, it's Nintendo. I'm not going to pick it up on a switch. Yeah, really. I feel
2: that. No More Heroes 3 finally got a release date. I feel like that game was announced like five fucking years ago. Yeah. Um, Uh, Hang on. I've never played them.
0: Real quick. Before we before we breeze past it. There was something that I was taken aback by. Why would you not play Tales from the Borderlands on the Switch?
1: Because I don't waste my time playing games on the Switch. That's not like Pokemon. I don't care about Tales of the Borderlands. Why would I care about playing that on the Switch?
0: Well, no, no, no. I was just wondering because uh, and to me, the way that you said it, it sounded like you were th- like, like you thought it was like a real Borderlands game when it's it's not a it's not a Borderlands game.
1: I know what Tales of the Border. What the fuck? I know what the game is. Uh, well, okay, you just said it like you didn't Are know you what it so was. Aggressive? I what game have I played on the Switch in the past year? Uh, Animal Crossing. It was your number one game of the year. Okay, that's what I'm saying. What makes you think I would waste my time on Tales from the Borderlands when I could play that on any other system? I play first party Nintendo. That's it. That's fair.
0: Mm, yeah fair enough i guess I don't know.
2: that's super fair
1: um but yeah no
2: more heroes three got a release date i've never played the first two uh Josh have you played them i feel like that's something you would have been into uh what was it sorry no more no more heroes
0: uh no i actually never got around to those games oh i've heard they're really good but i've never
2: they look really interesting but I've never picked them up um as as an adult, uh, who identifies as a male? I don't care about DC superhero girls, but I am very excited that Josie is gonna have that. I think that's mm-hmm. gonna be really fucking fun for her. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, Animal Crossing Dylan adds Mario items, but you don't give a fuck about Mario, so you wouldn't care. I like the pipe system that they're introducing. That one's pretty cool. Yeah, I think the whole adding warp travel to your island thing is fucking neat. Um, Octopath Traveler gets a spiritual sequel with Project Tringle strategy. If I read that right,
0: uh, yes. So, uh, oh,
2: my name is Tringle.
0: I, I wanna I wanna talk about that for just a second. So, it is very Octopath Traveler, uh, especially in its art style. Yeah, but it looks to me w- closer to a spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics than it does mm-hmm. to. Octopath Traveler, yeah, uh, and that has me really fucking excited because I fucking love Final Fantasy Tactics.
2: Yeah, I'm. I. It looks like Octopath Octopath Traveler mixed with Fire Emblem, so I'll I'll definitely probably pick it up. By the way, if nobody noticed, Nintendo fucking lied to us about this direct. They said that it would only contain games that were coming out in the first quarter of twenty twenty one. Uh Project Tringle Strategy comes out in 2022. So not sure what that Are was. you saying it wrong? No, that's how it's read right in front of me. That's how it's typed. Tringle. T R I N G L E. Uh,
0: I'm literally looking, I just typed it in, and everything I see is triangle. Triangle. Okay,
1: Thank you. Triangle. Well, then this because when you heard me laughing at the beginning of this, I was not saying shit because I love that he was saying tringle the whole time. Yeah, I have no idea what the okay, fuck. Okay, so you're it going was a typo. About.
2: Uh, I, I'm, on, I'm on uh Nintendo's website and it.
1: I did so good. DRI not to fucking initially. blow my load laughing when you kept saying triangle.
2: Jesus <laughs> Christ, you guys love making me feel dumb this episode, don't you? It's like a
1: uh, <laughs> mix
0: between tingle uh, and
2: uh... triangle. <laughs> triangle. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Star Wars Hunters new free to play game 2022. Uh, they didn't show off anything about it, so I. I no
0: one fucking cares.
2: Yeah it's a fucking free to play star Wars game. It's not going to be good. Um, Ninja Gaiden gets an HD collection. That's kind of fucking cool. I remember playing those in like middle school. I don't know if adult me would still care about,
0: uh, yeah, (laughs) that's fine. I don't think so. I think if you get those games, you're going to be real mad. (laughs) Why? Those games are fucking hard.
2: Yeah. I, I remember them being very, very fucking difficult. Um, Age of Calamity DLC. Nobody fucking cares. Nobody cared about that game when it came out. Uh, Legends of Zelda: Skyward Sword. I'm super fucking hyped for that. Uh, I've never played Skyward Sword because the motion controls kind of threw me off. So I'm really excited that they're adding uh, just normal button layout controls. Um, I the 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 system of of just the right thumbstick being your sword is interesting, and I don't know how comfortable that's gonna feel uh playing handheld but I I'm excited to pick it up. I would have been really excited about the Joy-Cons if Scalpers didn't single handedly ruin the video game industry, but whatever, that's cool I guess. Um <laughs> there there's something missing from this. There's something missing in this list. Oh yeah, and uh fucking Monster Hunter Rise. It's it's not new. We knew it was coming. We just got an extended look at it and I'm I'm not big on Monster Hunter, but I really like the feel of this one. Um, So I've already pre-ordered the deluxe edition from Best Buy. So I'm hyped for that. Uh, Hades getting a physical I think is really fucking cool. And I have pre-ordered that as well. I'm excited to play that now. Wow.
0: Yeah, g- g- I'm, I'm glad. Almost had a fucking stroke. Physically for you to fucking even care about that game.
2: You piece well, really- that's That's oh. honestly like being genuinely honest. That's the biggest reason why I didn't buy it because I saw how much hype was behind that game and I saw how big that game got and I knew a company would make a physical of it. I knew they fucking would
1: Can I just please, God, say please and I need for the next podcast to start out with the sound clip that you pulled out, Josh, saying that the number one reason he wouldn't play is because he hates roguelikes.
2: I mean also that. I do also hate roguelikes. I'm going to pull it. I'm going to clip it out. Go for it. I'm going to pull it go for it cuz cuz fuck you <laughs> No, like I genuinely knew with as much hype behind that game, I knew like I honestly expected limited run games to pick it up and it to be super fucking hard to get. So, I'm excited that it's just getting a normal retail release. Um I don't know if all stores are getting it because I've only seen the pre-orders go up on Best Buy. So, that might be like a Best Buy exclusive physical. And then Splatoon 3 for the two people that cared about Splatoon 2 fuck off Splatoon's a good series no it's fun it's more fun than it has any fucking reason being um Madison fucking loved it and she's actually really excited for Splatoon 3 but
0: yeah I'm gonna
2: be fucking playing goddamn Splatoon 3 with your wife dude I I I honestly I didn't get I didn't really get much of a chance to play Splatoon 2 because I fucking couldn't because Madison fucking hogged it she didn't let me play it but that's it I think the Nintendo uh, is good and Dylan's wrong, but
0: you also forgot Mario golf, super rush, which is going to be fucking dope. The Mario oh, sports titles sure. never get enough love. Those games are fucking awesome.
2: <laughs> it's a sport.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Fuck you. Uh,
2: and, uh so I definitely don't care.
0: Well, um, I also don't think this is as terrible as everyone was making it out to be. There's some really fucking cool shit coming. Like, but it. it I think the thing is people were thinking it was going to be bigger than it was. But like, no, no, motherfucker.
2: I it's not. I think a lot of the reason the Internet fucking hated it so much is because I think a lot of people expected more Zelda than what they got.
1: That's that's exactly exactly. what I expected. I expected one Zelda game and like I didn't expect Breath of the Wild 2, I don't think. I was waiting for Pokemon, but I forgot that it was this week that we get the Pokemon announcement. So I don't fucking care. But
2: yeah, I have they said anything yet about? No,
1: uh, they're doing a countdown on Instagram.
2: Yeah, I saw that apparently somewhere Nintendo might have accidentally leaked that the Gen 4 remakes are going to be Let's Go games.
1: Don't. Oh, okay, that's fine. So, I mean, whatever. I like the Let's Go games. (laughs) they were fun for what they were, I guess. I thought you were about to tell me that they're coming. And I was like, please don't give me hope, but you know, what
2: No, I, I, they're absolutely coming this year. I genuinely don't know what else game freak could fucking do. Yeah. Um, but then again, it's game freak. They'll mess up some way. Give them a given time.
1: You know who else messed up? Well, no, go ahead. I'm not going to segue. Josh, finish your statement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're done talking about your stupid ass. You stupid know who else director. fucked
1: up? Daft Punk lord (laughs) Uh,
0: why i'm sad me why did you do this to me you
1: son of a bitch because they did it to
2: me (laughs) i feel like i'm the only one that genuinely doesn't care
1: it's so big like that's the okay whatever we're not going to. we're moving on to our picks of the week (laughs) that's why that's why you Uh, picked it right
0: that yeah that's exactly why okay um daft punk broke up uh yesterday right they, yeah. uh, well, they didn't break up yesterday, but they, they wrote their statement yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a sad fucking day cause Daft Punk has been a pretty substantial part of my music listening life since 2001, 2000. Yeah, that sounds about right. 2001. Um, and I remember distinctly staying up late, uh, one night. And they showed uh, the music video for, I think it was like the first five songs off of Discovery on Adult Swim uh, as mm-hmm. part of the, like the tsunami block. And I watched that and uh, I loved the music so much. I had uh, had my mom buy it for me. Um, I think it was like the next week we, we went to Target, the next time we went to Target or whatever, I had her buy it for me. And I, I'm fairly positive that it's the first CD I ever owned. Um, I love discovery immensely. I think that that is a top 10, probably, uh, album of all time for me. Fucking wonderful. Um, and yeah, uh, so go check it out. Def punk is great. Uh, sad day.
1: Uh, Dylan, do you wanna do you wanna talk? Yeah, I, I figure we'll let Austin in. No, I was just I'm echoing that. Daft Punk is the the reason I got into electronic music. The first song I ever heard from them was Around the World, which was on the album way before the one that I would recommend this week for my pick of the week, and it's Human After All. Human After All had so many fantastic songs on it. I mean, but so do all of their albums. But this is the this is the duo that got me into electronic music because of Around the World. And it's, it spawned what I listen to today every single day. I mean, it's not the same, but Daft Punk's been a huge part of my life. It shaped a lot of my musical tastes. And I think they were a terrific duo, Josh. I mean, you hit the nail on the head with pretty much everything else. I can't say much more than they left behind a huge, huge legacy. And I think for a lot of us, they started a type of love for a music genre that wasn't loved at the time necessarily in terms of like you know the I'm not going to say the mainstream but in the in the bigger picture it wasn't as loved back then but it certainly is now and they had a huge part in it
0: yeah 100% agreed uh Austin Tell us take us take us home tell us about let uh, left to suffer
2: yeah uh, Left to Suffer is a local Atlanta deathcore band. Uh, I think that they're super fucking good. Um, I actually used to be really, really, really fucking good friends with their vocalist. I'm still friends with him. We still talk every now and then. Uh, I ran into him a couple weeks ago at the mall and we had a fucking bro hug and ate lunch and fucking hung out or whatever. Um, It was rad uh, because I haven't seen him. I haven't like actually got to talk to him in like a couple of years, Um, but they are easily one of the best at at, at, uh, Atlanta scene bands that are actually making moves right now. Um, Just like everything else in the fucking world, COVID-19 literally destroyed the music industry as far as live performances go. So a lot of these local bands have really been struggling to kind of get back on their feet and they left to suffer has just been putting out fucking banger after fucking banger. And uh, I this band is getting a lot of hype. They've been in magazines. They've been on radio show interviews um, and they're fucking killing it out there. And they're really representing uh, what the Atlanta metalcore scene has been has always been about. And I think it's fucking awesome. So go check them out. They should be on Spotify. I think so. They're really right, good. cool.
0: Very very cool, sir. All right, well, it's time to, for us to get out of here. Um, as always, you can find us on social media for all things culture bot hunting pixels and the culture bot family of content. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pixels Hunting and on Instagram at Hunting underscore Pixels CB. I am on Twitter at the BebopMan182, on Instagram at BebopMan182, and on Twitch at the underscore Bebopman. Uh, I will be streaming tomorrow from uh well, we'll see. Uh depends on how, how things go. Uh, but I will definitely be streaming tomorrow. Come catch that. Dylan, Mr. Dizzy himself, is available on Twitter at OM Dizzy, on Instagram, at om Dizzy TV, and
1: on Twitch at om dizzy real quick because i am curious when you say tomorrow are you taking into account this to go up on friday so you're streaming on saturday ah good call uh oh shit because i was actually like planning to hopefully stop by never mind i'm just okay i was you know what i'm trying to say i was yeah
0: no no you're right i'm i'm just an idiot and didn't recognize (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, so uh yeah i will josh streams every wednesday I I stream every Wednesday from four to seven Uh, and I'm trying to build out uh, a a carve out another day uh, that I can stream and do my my challenge running shit. And then the other day dedicated to uh, what I want my channel to be known for, probably, which is the PS one games. But we'll go. Uh, We'll we'll see how all that shakes out. Um, I just did you correct mr Dizzy.
1: yeah but if you want to do it again
0: okay okay uh you can catch austin on twitter at big papa plays instagram at big papa stevens underscore or big papa plays uh and on twitch he's at big papa plays Uh, that's it we did it we got through the show without answering one another um came close might have we we did come close. It is is true. Uh, we talked a bunch about assholes and... Uh, How you mean? are one. Oh, God. You stole my joke from me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing I want to do is I want to shout out the Discord. Uh, we have a Discord for Culture Bop and all of its family of content. Uh, and I have a link for that up in my Twitch bio. So come over and start chatting with us. Uh, I want to grow it out and have people to talk to in there the way that, uh, I do in all my other discords. So cool. That's it. That's it. Uh, Oh, uh, one last thing actually before we go, sorry. Um, this Saturday, uh, which will be the day after you are hearing this, hopefully, Um, I am recording a very special episode with some very special guest hosts. Uh, and that means that the, so Friday you'll get your normally scheduled episode and then next week you will actually be getting two episodes, one earlier in the week, which I am recording Saturday and then the regularly scheduled one. So, oh
1: my God, what the fuck is that? I don't know
0: what's happening, uh, okay. but I don't like it, and is that how the podcast ends? I guess so.
2: That's <laughs> Jesus that's it
0: uh, but yeah, um that's it we're, we're done here.
1: <laughs> Bye everybody. Oh my God, what the fuck was that